Looking for a brand new or used firearm in or around Hartsville, Alabama? Head on down to Byford's Gun Shop and explore their latest offers and deals. On top of a great selection of high quality and affordable firearms to fit your needs, their staff will have you driving away with a smile. Byford's is a third generation business that has been serving customers since 1971. Started by Joe and his father Ernest, the business continues to prosper well into the 21st century with Jeff Byford's knowledge and leadership. With brands like Benelli, Clock, Six Hour, and many others, you won't go wrong. Also check out their large selection of AR-15s and hunting rifles and many calibers. Bifers carries ammunition, special installation service, knives, accessories, transfers, and customer service that's second to none. Stop in and see them at 510 Main Street West in Hartsville, Alabama, or like them on Facebook at Byford's Gun Shop. Their team can be reached at 256-778-3111. That's Byford's Gun Shop, where they go the extra mile to satisfy your shopping experience. Head on over today. They'll be waiting for you with friendly faces. You're listening to the Knives Templars. Get ready, y'all. We about to Bobby Boucher you. Bam! I got a piece off of the wagon that Sam Houston used to take JFK to the moon. I like that. Pinto sauce. Pinto sauce. You're tuned in to the Knives Templars podcast, featuring Otisir Special Sauce Pinto. I was, I was a mean kid. Long time listener, first time caller. Eric T.R.E. Rivers. Holy crap, I built something. Don the Train Watson. I can pay off all my credit cards and be junkie credit line at Bucky. Joey the Ryan Terrier. Conchon de Lick will make you smack your lips and anyone getting too close to your plate. Mark the Salad. You drinking my soupy? And Chip Shagman Carlisle. And now broadcasting alive, it's the Knives Templars. Coming to you live from Forecast Studios located in Hartsville, Alabama and other U.S. locations. This is the Knives Templars Podcast. We are the coolest knife-making podcast on the planet, and we are downloaded around this big blue marble in over 24 countries. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide in all of your favorite apps and at KnivesTemplars.com. Hey guys, welcome to Season 7, Episode 25 of Forged in Fire. Wait, wait, what? Huh? Huh? All right, welcome to Season 7, Episode City. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 33. We got a great beer review for you tonight. Uh, um, and, uh, And I'm excited to tell you, we've got a Great, great, great champion tonight. Uh, Mr. Britt Barnes is going to be on the show from Season 7, Episode 25 in Forged and Fire. And have we not been quite blessed? I mean, we've got all of these great makers that have been coming over here uh, and joining us for the last mm-hmm. many shows. And um, just one Forged and Fire champion after the other. And not that we won't, you know, our show is built on new makers and up to masters and beyond. I mean, if there's beyond master, but my goodness, we sure have attracted some really special people. Um, but Britt will be on the show just a little bit later. And, um, I am here joined with Joey, the riot Terrio, uh, Otis here Pinto. He's out getting his, you said he was getting a pedicure tonight. I believe didn't you Mark? He texted yep, you yep, earlier. Pedicure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, 
he's going to the beach. You want to look good. Okay. And uh, we've got Don the Train Watson. Hello. Don, the uh, train was a little bit loud last episode. Are we going to be um, controlling that this episode? Talking about loud? Uh, well, I hope I hope every, we can maybe more mellow than we every, had last time. <laughs> every time I turned around last episode, there was a train going off, and you just yes. had the prettiest smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Vassillo. I was going Mark Vassillo. Vassillo. I listened to the last episode, Mark, and I kept going Vassillo. And I didn't catch it until you corrected me in the episode. I went Vassillo. You went Vassillo. And uh, and then throughout the rest of the episode, I kept going Vassillo, Vassillo. So um, how are you, Mark Vassallo? I'm doing great. And you got it perfect this time. Are you, uh, do you have any mob, mob family? Mom family? I do. Mob, M-O-B. Oh, mob. Uh, sure. I'm sure I do also. Well, you're from New Jersey. So I'm, I'm, I'm Italian and from New Jersey. I think that just pretty much uh, seals the deal. <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't want to upset the family. I just don't yeah. want to upset the family. So my, my pardon me. I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. Mark Vassallo. Eric Rivers, uh, he's sliding in here tonight on a bowl of chicken soup. And uh, mm-hmm. after a hard day in Texas, how are you doing, Eric? I'm doing good. Man, you sound really good. You got that. You got that microphone tuned right in today. And uh, the folks can't see it. I see a great patch on your chest. What does that patch say? Oh, oh yeah. No, I forgot. I even wore this shirt today. Um, It's a service school workshop for Jayco uh, Travel Trailers. There's a training that I went down to and got certified with. And that's very important because, Eric, I have never been so lucky. I've never really won anything. And I never sold a house in a seller's market. Never bought a car in a buyer's market. I actually have a friend that knows the RV market. So mm-hmm. uh, when I go out and get my trailer here soon, man, I am in like Flynn. I am so excited. And oh, yeah. uh, Joey Terrio, man. What's up, Chip? Sa- Santa Claus came to see you this week. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But do you feel like the the luckiest boy on earth? I feel very blessed. I'm very grateful, yeah. yes. Does your wife know you got all this stuff? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, now you she have, does because she, she does. just announced it. <laughs> do you have a do you have a basement in your house? No basement. No, you can't have basements in Louisiana. I, I didn't. I didn't think so. But when I lived in Michigan, yeah. you know, they always said, "I, I, I hope uh, if I die, my wife doesn't sell my fishing gear for what I told her I paid for it." And we mm-hmm. had basements in Michigan, and I hid everything in the basement. Nothing ever came up. And since we've moved to Alabama, I don't have a basement, and she handles the checkbook and all that thing. So I can't get out. This morning, she was telling me, "You better start selling more knives." So. yeah well yeah do you ever hear that oh yeah oh let's take a poll eric do you ever hear that yes absolutely your wife says we don't we need a bigger house because you keep all your knives right a large (laughs) i have a good portion you can't walk through eric's house without like feeling like you're in a uh um, a movie uh, with Harrison Ford and somebody's picked up a rock and all the blades. I, I have about 35 of my pieces, but I, I've made, you know, a few hundred knives. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you're a collector, you're a collector as well. Y'all don't remember Sanford and Sun, do you? Oh yeah. 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 I, just, I just, I just envision Eric's house when he goes over, the, <laughs> <laughs> when he goes over to the knife drawer and starts fiddling through and there's like 600 knives in the drawer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. 
Man, I'm excited to be here. I've had a I've had a long week uh, coming off a of vacation. I tell you, it's a tough life. But uh, hey, guys, uh, here we are in season four. I am going, just going to say it. we're the best podcast out there. You know, we're family friendly. We're a group of great guys, and uh, we've got colleagues out there that have other great podcasts. But by gosh, I enjoy what we do, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to grow with you guys, Joey. Joey's raising his finger. So, so whenever you edit the cast, Chip, yeah. After you say we're the best podcast out there, you yeah. need to insert a little ching, you know, there a little sound effect. There you oh, go. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I'm not. I'm basing this on statistical data, dudes. We're showing up. Well, you guys go out there, do a search for a knife making podcast on Google or or Safari or, or any any of your any of your marks on it. Man, we are popping up and, uh, and and just continuing to climb the ranks. We're starting to get more and more people contacting us. Uh, I'm excited. I know there's been a lot out there longer, and I'm not knocking them, but by gosh, we're just good at what we do. That makes us the best. Um, we're still heard in just 30 countries. I mean, only 30 countries, but I watch that ticker every, every week to see where it's growing, and um, I'm going to have to start sending some reminders out to people in the other 200 countries to make sure that, but here we are season four, episode 33. And, uh, we want to thank everybody out there for listening to us. And if you're on a podcast app right now, please go over and click subscribe. We'd love for you to that way. When you, um, when, when a new episode comes out every two weeks, you'll get a reminder that says, Hey, go listen to those knuckleheads, uh, and chip. No, they'll go listen to that knucklehead and those other cool guys, <laughs> and uh, and you'll get a reminder on that. So click subscribe. If you're listening to us through the internet off of our webpage or anything else, um, be sure and come back. We're glad you're here because this isn't just a podcast about us. This is a podcast about everybody. It's an all-inclusive. Um, Eric Hold is on. holding up something right now for so, us. To see. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get it to to focus on here real quick. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And you can read. It's it too bright. You can uh, the it's a thing that shows a 15 best knife making or knife podcast, and we are uh, on their list. Uh, number six. Number six. <laughs> number six. Well, it's yeah. good. But you know real what? Good. You know what? I submitted to that podcast and. Uh, I kind of watched that one. What's the name of that? What's the name of that uh, that page? Uh, that is Feedspot. Yeah, see if I and, can... I, and if I'm not mistaken, if you contribute more to Feedspot with a it. with a membership, you'll climb the ranks very quickly. Uh. <laughs> so oh. if you just look on generic entries, man, we're popping up. Whoa, uh, we're popping up with all those other cool cast out there. But hey, that's funny. That's, that's still funny. Good. That's still good. That's <laughs> I love that. <laughs> have you have you have you gentlemen been to knivestemplars.com? We've got a big change out there. Oh mm-hmm. no, another one? Another change? It's always changing. We keep it up to date. I'm yeah. always working on it. You guys are giving us information and uh actually getting ready to kick off a uh, a blog out of there. Really not so much a blog, just an article section. I guess that's a blog in itself, but uh I don't want to be so bloggy as much as I want to provide uh maker information. But what's new out there right now, guys? Uh, we had uh, Jason Fry fill out a um, 
a application this past week. We uh, sent it through the the uh, head office over in Missouri. Uh, they approved it. Uh, he is now on the insurance plan. Um, he does have a company credit card, and Jason Fry is now a guest host and regular contributor to the podcast. Oh, he's like those cool people that go on the Fox News's and the CNNs and the MSNBCs. You pick your chase station you like, and go. Hey, he's a paid contributor now. He just volunteers his time, though. <laughs> Joey's mm-hmm. like, paid? Did I hear paid? No, Joey. He volunteers <laughs> a, his time. It's a pay, paid volunteer. Yeah, volunteer, paid volunteer. Paid. paid volunteer. He's, he's, he's a paid volunteer. It's not voluntarily paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we tend to take care of each other at times, but uh, but uh, we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've welcomed him into the family as an official Templar, not a... Uh, and uh, he's going to continue to provide these uh, open spots for us where he's providing knife yeah. tips from his books. And and he's uh, well entrenched in the knife making community and just an all around cool guy. And I do want to tell you, if yeah. Texas ever secedes from the union, he's a guy you want to be close to. Yeah. Because yeah. he, knows, he knows he knows important people if that ever happens. I was talking to him today and uh was uh there, there's a chance that I might be uh traveling with him to Blade Show. Uh his uh traveling buddy, I guess, uh backed out and he was asking to see if I would uh r- roll down there with him. So I might end up So you didn't want to sleep you didn't want to sleep with me at Blade Show, you're gonna sleep with Jason Fry. I understand. Bigger name. You know. Bigger name. <laughs> Bigger name. His hotel's uh, across the street. Is he staying at the Hampton as well? <laughs> the oh, Sheridan. He's, he's, He's staying. Oh, he's staying at the other place. Yeah, I uh, I'm at the other Hampton from you, but uh, just joking, of course. I'm I'm actually trying to talk to my wife. <laughs> I know. See if my wife wants to go now, but uh, she has no interest in walking around looking at knives. I said, "There's a guy that dresses like a fox." <laughs> See, I've got to figure out if I want to go ahead and do this because I was planning on being there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah. heading down there Thursday, coming back Sunday night. Uh, you know, he's got the uh, Texas Knife Makers Guild on Thursday, so I would need to head with him on Wednesday, and then we uh, wouldn't come back until mm-hmm. uh, Monday because you know, and he's got to set up his table and and all yeah. that stuff. So I don't know. Hopefully, it'll work out for you. Hopefully, it will. Yeah, I- I'm gonna be down there on Saturday morning, like I was last year, and be there through Sunday. Um, yeah, and then head on home from there. Um, the uh, well, Jason, be a great traveling partner. But yeah. uh, I will tell you, sometimes it's nice to have your own set of wheels and be able to go and come and go as you please as well. Um, so I, I had a guy one time that that uh, filed a complaint on me that I had hijacked a company car from him uh, because uh, I had the keys to it. And but he didn't he didn't have approval to drive the car. I wasn't going to he just he wanted to go drive somewhere. I'm like, you can't. It's mine. So he got upset and said I'd hijacked from him so that's a bad that's a bad position you want it to be in so you you and jason don't want to have a falling out over he won't let you go down to the circle k in his maserati so <laughs> there you go uh, oh so knives templars i mentioned that uh jason fry is now in there but also if you go out there guys if you mention templars 10 with phoenix abrasives what do you get mark you get 10% off your uh, next order. Have you have mm-hmm. you have you actually experienced this, Mark? I did. I just got my next set of belts in and uh you know got got that uh you know 
I was excited to put in on, you know, and I use their, their app, you know, they have, uh, right, um, right. you know, they have their app now. So uh, normally right. I like talking to everybody down there, but, uh, you know, I just didn't have time. And, uh, so, uh, just figured I'd check how the app works. So plugged into the app, it worked great. Typed in Templars 10 and in uh, the discount code and a couple of days later, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, fresh new belts showed up in the mail. You're supposed to go bam. And then they showed up like that. That's right. Bam! And a couple of days later, so oh, yeah. good for you. Yeah, Don. I just want to let everybody know out there in podcast land that Harbor Freight is having that big twenty five percent off on one item. Next four days, baby. So oh, yeah. by the time that, by the time they yeah, hear okay. the podcast, it'll be over. Yeah, but uh, I'm about that, guys. <laughs> I, I, I went through the uh, does not include list and went, damn, damn, yeah, a lot damn. of it, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you put it on the website, Chip? Well, it's Harbor Freights, and they're not a paid sponsor. Oh, that's, oh, that's true. true. That's true. Do, that's true. Do you know what I didn't see on the exclusion uh, list on there is a sandblaster. That's right. You can get twenty five percent. You can get a sandblaster. That's how I got twenty five percent off that and uh, the bleed uh, bead blasting. What yeah. about that? What about that new anvil that they're uh, for guys that want to get into beating some steel and want to spend a hundred and fifty dollars or so? I wonder if that, that might be. On I didn't see that. What brand is that now? What do they uh, care about? What is like their? The, Go ahead. I think it's like a, the V four anvil. It is. Huh? It is. It looks. It yeah. looks practically like it. And it's uh, similar. It's, so yeah, yeah. So that would be a great deal for guys that want to go out and beat some steel. I mean, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard great sure. reviews on that. The Vivor's got great reviews for for folks getting into it. Uh, yeah. Let me. I'll just give you my ten second review on that. You know, I started out. I've got the uh, the Vivor type uh, anvil. It was the Turkish anvil. They called it back a year or two ago on uh, on uh, Amazon, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will tell you, I've made some really mm. nice knives on it. I've got one little ding in it, and I've struck it hundreds of times uh, with hot steel. You certainly should never hit it. But I will tell you, once I went out and bought this uh, hundred-year-old anvil that I've got right now, man. It what, was, what is that? What 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 brand is that, Chip? The the your your hundred your oh, hundred-year-old. It, it's a Paragon uh, anvil, and it's from Switzerland, about nineteen twenty. Yeah, nice. and. Uh, yeah, and they, uh, it, it's got a little bit of a ring to it, and I'm probably going to buy some more chain to wrap around it because I tried a magnet that didn't quite it down, but it really doesn't bother me. It's just my neighbors, <laughs> they're having yeah. Memorial Day <laughs> people over this weekend. They're all going to be yeah. going, uh, uh, uh. Did you silicone underneath it or it attaches to it? I did. I did. And uh, hmm. it's not bad. I'm just going to wrap a little bit more chain around it and uh, see where it goes. But regardless, it doesn't really bother me. I wear hearing protection and uh, glasses when I'm uh, when I'm beating on yeah. it. But what I was going to say is, is that that thing really, mo- it seems to move still a little bit nicer. Uh, it seems like you get a little bit quicker. And when you strike things, it, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for the rebound in that anvil and the energy traveling back through it. And I, I don't know, I'm guessing. is you think that's true, Eric? I mean, it is, but um, I'll tell you, it's the difference in the way the mass is set up on your style of anvil versus the Vivor, uh-huh. uh, it's going to rebound better. It's going to move the steel better just mm-hmm. because of the style of anvil and where the mass is on it. Like if you've ever right. seen one of those, uh, they have that little knife making anvil. I've seen them. Yeah. You're talking about the one with no horn. 
one with no horn. And it's and just all mass. Yeah, it's just all yeah. mass in the center, things yeah. like that. Uh, those are great for stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's just about where the mass is. Yeah, there's I, some my more... anvil is close to yours. I have a Trenton Ajax. And, yeah, you uh, have a beautiful it's anvil. It's similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a Sawyer's anvil. Uh, it's on Facebook, and it's about 20 miles from me right now. They want $3,500 for it. It's a 300-pound one, and it has a cast iron base that it slides into, and there's no way I'd spend that kind of money, but it is such a cool – it's got a red star on it. I don't know if that identifies it with anything, but it's a really yeah. cool cool anvil. Um, so what I was going to say, though, if you've got 150 bucks, take advantage of that coupon. If you can get oh, one, yeah. I'm not sure if it applies or not, but mm-hmm. that's a great place, to, great way to start beating steel. And if all you've got is a sheet of you – know, uh, of plate steel an inch or two thick, then start beating on that. But it's a lot of fun. My, my first anvil was a, uh, I bought a, uh, a striking plate that was a 12 by 18 inch piece long. It still had somebody cut down and it fit on a log and I just had it screwed in and I beat on it for a while and it was a hardened piece of steel. So it, it, it actually did just fine. Yeah. Man, we've gotten off track already, but hey, that, that's that is that is exciting stuff. This is this is this is live exciting stuff. So, uh, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about the menu tonight. We already announced the great great Brit Barnes from over hey. near the, the he's in Tennessee, but near the North Carolina border. That's near and dear to my heart. If he says he fishes for trout, I'm gonna become best friends with him. I'm watching him on screen here. Oh. He do- oh, there you go. I can already tell you, I'm stopping sometime. But we've got the brew review, and I want to tell you, I've had an opportunity this week being down in Destin, Florida, to come back and give you a, a, a one heck of a good brew review. I am I am not looking at the notes while I play the guitar tonight, um, figuratively speaking. Don knows what I'm talking about. We're both guitar players. I am freehanding it, baby. I'm going to let it flow off my lips how I feel about this. Then we've got some news and useful information. I've got some feedback from Mr. David McConnell. I told David, hey, David, I told you to listen to the show tonight. So if you're listening, got Mm -hmm. some news for you. Pops Maker Mark got bread on. We got tips with Jason Fry. He sent us some fresh tips in here lately. And, uh, And then I've got some items we can talk about we have maybe if we can get if we have time we'll get into some stock removal versus forging because eric has become this great forging artist in my mind i love the work he's doing and i want to really see if eric says if you're not forging you're not a knife maker hold your tongue eric because i want to see because you've become is it not fun to forge before you grind eric I love it. Isn't it the best thing in the world? It's like, don't get me wrong. There's a place for stock removal. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm letting the cat out of the bag. They're knife makers. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. But forging just adds a whole different. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's Mm -hmm. got some new equipment. Joey's just showing off with new uh, stitching machines and presses. And Eric's got new hammers and he's forging. And Mark's got belts don have you got anything new lately i'm kind of i'm kind of uh scared to even say anything don don Don, give give us a little hint don what do you got uh well i did buy one in boyle um um well i bought two of them a uh, (laughs) angle angle um vice and a regular vice listen at you all right hold on hold on we'll talk more we'll talk more and um 
and I want to, I want to, you know, every, every year the podcasters, they like, okay, let's have a talk about the things you shouldn't do at blade show. Uh, let's put a different spin on that. Maybe we'll do that one first. Let's talk about the things you should do at blade show, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. the things that piss knife makers off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying do those things, but we're t- kind of talking, uh, uh, it's kind of reverse psychology. Yep. Do, do, <laughs> sh- do shave your arm, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, do and then we'll, film their knives without talking to them about it. That's right. <laughs> and we'll close this on out. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to try to do some podcasting interviews while I'm there this year. So while you're filming, I'll be interviewing and, uh, I'll let you do your thing. I don't want to interrupt you, but, uh, and we're, we're going to, we're going to tag team them and really freak them out this year. So are you guys ready for the brew review? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's quickly, let's just go around and find out. But you know what? Everybody refresh your, your, your drink. Let's take a quick break. Be right back. Hey, listeners, let's take a moment today to thank one of our sponsors for today's show. And that sponsor is Ameribraid Grinders. Eric and Kevin over at Ameribraid have sold thousands of these grinders. And they are super nice guys and their customer service is excellent. I would know. I've been personally using their 2x72 grinder now for two years. And it has changed my knife making to a whole new level. So if you're in the market for or looking to upgrade from that 1x30 or 2x42, then give Ameribraid a look. There you'll find they have three packages of grinders to offer. They have a mastery package, a foundations package, and a get grinding package, in which all of them come at different price points. So I'm sure you'll find something that'll suit your needs as a knife maker. Also, Ameribraid has a ton of innovative attachments for their grinders. So listeners, you can find out about all of this at www.ameribraid.com. Go give them a look, see what they have to offer today. And now, back to the show. All right. Well, welcome back. When we left you, I was getting ready to talk about the brew review. Somebody pour the beer. All right. All right. Thank you, Mark. Um, I had something special happen this week. Like I said, I'm going to freehand her way on out of here because this is... uh, I've got something exciting to talk about. This, This past week... I went down to the beach down in Destin, Florida. I was in Miramar Beach and I went over to the old Win Dixie. The beef people. Isn't that what they were called back in the day, Don? Win Dixie. Right. The beef people. The beef people. Not but no I'm, more though. No, they were the beer people. Uh in Florida, you in Florida you go to uh uh Publix. Yep. Publix. Or or Win Dixie or what? Well, it's depending on what you want to buy, but yeah, you can go to Publix, uh, Walmart, Winn Dixie. Y'all don't have Kroger down there. No, we do not. Oh, okay, okay. So I went to the Winn Dixie, and as I was searching around for my Michelob Ultra, little little pack of Michelob Ultra, I decided to look around and see if I couldn't find something special. I looked for a Florida man. Oh yeah, and, and somebody's eaten all of the Florida men. I don't really? know what has taken place. <laughs> there was not a Florida man to be found. Now there were other beers from the Florida man, excuse me, brewery, but there was no Florida man to be found. Oh, so, uh, so I, as I searched, I found a beer that said, my son's going to school up in Kentucky. He's in Lexington. 
I drive the bourbon trail. You know we like bourbon. Joey likes bourbon. You drinking bourbon tonight, Joey? Not I'm actually drink. drinking some. Uh, got some uh, Gold Peak sweet tea lemonade with some absolute vodka. Oh man! Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I switched it up. I switched. It he up. must be out of. Uh, he must be out of bourbon. So uh, <laughs> I went and saw a four pack of it said Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Imperial Milk Stout from the Lexington Brewing Company, Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. In, in Lexington, Kentucky. It's right there on that circle. It goes around the University of Kentucky. Son lives not that far from here. I'm not going to get into what I told my son and his fiance tonight, but I'm going to tell you what they had to say. Lexington Brewing and Distilling in Kentucky announced nationwide the release of its newest barrel-aged beer, the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Imperial Milk Stout. With a note of chocolate, roasted coffee, hints of molasses, and dark flavors. The 100% barrel-aged Imperial Milk Stout has a beer meets bourbon finished at, you hear this, guys, 12%. 12%. Saw that. Alcohol by volume. This rich and bold beverage, I've had one of those 12%. This rich and bold beverage is aged in freshly decanted Kentucky bourbon barrels. Now that's what I call recycling, guys. Which adds a note of caramel, oak, and a sweet, sweet, sweet bourbon finish. All right, that's all they had to say. But its story doesn't end there. I only drank two of those this week because at 12%, this is what I call a dessert beer. You don't you don't sit and drink four of these sitting somewhere. You don't drink two of them, or certainly not me. It's something you set and drink and you sip like a bourbon and you enjoy it nice and cold at about 50 degrees. Guys, this was literally the best beer I have ever had. Not only is it handmade, and we love things handmade, it's produced by mortal men. When I realized it was actual human beings making this and not something supernatural, I was amazed. (laughs) I wrote this down and sent to you guys earlier this week, but it still stands true. If old Randall McCoy had taken a couple of bottles of this and went over to Virginia from Kentucky to Devil Ants Ants Hatfield's Virginia cabin, we'd have never had the Kevin Costner miniseries, the Hatfields and the McCoys. They would have worked out Uncle Jim or Vance, whoever he was, would have never shot the McCoy's cousin for wearing that union coat. Nobody would have stole a pig. And if they had, they'd have said, just give me a couple of those bourbon beers. We'll call it even. It's that, that, that good. This stuff could settle conflicts. (laughs) It's good beer. It's like banana pudding between two sides of a family at a family picnic that don't get along. When you hand out the banana pudding, everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> that, that is this beer. That is this beer. And so much so, uh, it's a sit back and sip beer. And you need to be thankful for these blessings. It's libations. I'm giving this one 22 hops, and that's not even on the scale. We go <laughs> one to five. This has got 22 hops. So 22. much so. 
I am surprised that Elon Musk hasn't recommended this stuff. He's got to know about it. (laughs) I loved it so much. I actually went out today and I bought the Kentucky bourbon barrel ale that they offered. It's only 7% and that's good because I'm not really about alcohol volume. I'm really about taste. I'd prefer had, you know, zero one percent. I'm looking for a good taste in beer, but their bourbon barrel ale and it's delicious. I could talk another half hour on that. But then on top of that, my buddy said, have you ever tried dragon's milk? I'm like, dragon's milk. That sounds interesting. What's in dragon's milk? Do we add that to the Kentucky? He says, no, it's another bourbon barrel aged stout from New Holland. And it's 11%. I'm holding it up here for you guys. And let me just. uh, And my goodness, I have, I don't know. Have I ever give, that's why it gets 22 hops. I've got three beers in one week that I have, I have uh, tasted that I have fallen in love with. I don't need another brand of beer in my life, except Michelob ultra, because that's just to rehydrate you. And, um, and, and, and clean your kidneys, but I have got the best beer in the world. So I give 22 hops and I fully recommend Kentucky bourbon barrel Imperial milk stout from Lexington, Kentucky. I recommend Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. And I recommend my newest find today, dragon's milk bourbon barrel aged stout from new Holland, 22 hops. That's all I got to say. And thank you for listening. Sounds like I need to try it. <laughs> Sounds like the yeah. birds have been drinking it. <laughs> They're happy. They're happy. So, uh, Joey, you're into the old potato vodka tonight. Uh, Eric, uh, you had chicken soup for the soul, and you're following that up with a Sprite. With awesome strawberry lemonade. Oh, mm-hmm. strawberry lemonade. Yeah. A hard strawberry lemonade. <laughs> no? uh, I don't think so. I think you said awesome. Yeah, awesome. awesome. <laughs> I heard him. Mark, you're biting at the bit, so I'm going to stop you right there. Don, is it cow-cow? <laughs> it's cow-cow. Cow-cow? Cow-cow time. Cow-cow. Did you put anything in the cow-cow this week? Uh, no, just half and half. A little half and half when we could do it. Would you just like drop a few? Would you drop a few marshmallows or something? Maybe a cinnamon stick in it next week, so you can like you could. freak us out. You like, could, you could. Yeah. Look at that I sexy a, mug he's drinking out of. I know. Mm. I bought a coffee press today, Don. You I'm did halfway you get there to some cow. Yes, I just like that. They do not have a coffee. They do not have cow cow at the Kroger's. No cow cow at the Kroger's. But no. But I'm gonna. You need to send me the link, and I'm gonna order some cow cow because I am a big coffee drinker, so I wouldn't mind experiencing this. So uh, Mark is sweating. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> our veteran from the Air Force is waiting to tell us that he went out and got what today, Mark. Well, actually, like I was telling, saying a little bit earlier, I was wanting to get what uh, what you had and uh, got rushed out of the store. However, um, you know, since the last like two episodes were all on uh, light beers, I think you were taking a look. Uh, I found this uh, beer. It's a a dogfish head uh, IPA called Slightly Mighty, and so uh, I'll tell you, I have to think. I have to say, it's probably my favorite light beer now. Uh, because uh, it's kind of like an it's an IPA with training wheels. So for folks who don't like IPAs or haven't had one yet, 
this is a great one to start out because it's it's uh, you know not super bitter uh, like like you get in some of those uh, really uh, uh, really high bitterness uh, content uh, IPAs. But uh, no, it's uh, it's not uh, watery. It's got a little bit of that uh, that IPA uh, aftertaste flavor, and uh, you know a, a, I think what ninety. 90 calories or something like that. 95 calories. Man, so, oh man. Uh, what is yeah. the ABV on that? Can you I don't know. Research that for us. I will. I will. I have to I'll look it up. I have okay. I did see the dog's head down in Destin last week by the way. I did see the dog's head down in Destin. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we're all hydrated and uh and that's good because uh We've all had busy days. We've all had busy days. So we'll talk about that just a little bit later. Hey, guys, got a little news for you. It's time for the news. Thank you guys okay. for doing the brew, brew review. As far as the news goes, I'm not going to get too in-depth in it because we've talked about it for the last several weeks, but I am super excited. Eric Rivers is uh, gassing up the car. He and uh, Jason Fryer are talking about uh, running a wagon train all the way over to Atlanta. Mark. Vasallo, not Vasillo, it's Vasallo for you people writing in. Um, Mark is uh, making sure there's someone to take care of Squishy, and he and the wife are going to load up the uh, the uh, for the wood paneled uh, minivan, and they're going to be taking that over to Atlanta. Joey, uh, well, I know Britt Barnes is heading there because he's finishing up some knives. Uh, Don is going to be holding the fort down because he's going to be, he found out that there's a new product out there to us anyway, called Gator Piss. So he's going to be looking for a Gator Piss, a Gator Press so he can get the tinkle out of them because he's going to start selling that as an etchant sometime in the next few weeks. Joey, we want to know, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at a leather workshop and I'm also going to a forging demo. So. Mm. So what you were telling me is that you are not going to be at Blade Show. Not going to be at Blade Show. Nope. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to do something different if we ever want to run into you this year. And and what is that event that you want to talk to us about real quick? Is it going to be down at in Louisiana? Is that coming up? Yeah, we at September 9th uh, over in Gonzales, Louisiana, we have a knife show hosted by Louisiana Custom Knife Makers Association going to be at the uh, Lamar Dixon Center uh, at 9039 South St. Landry Road in the Trademark Building. And that's Ethan Lee and his his uh, team of folks that uh, put that on his partners. And uh, they've yep. always got good food, good music, and good knives over there for a day. And uh, is it going to be one day or two days this year? I'm, I'm not sure. I heard that's, a, that's a one day. One day one show. Day it's yeah, it's the fourth annual uh, Louisiana Custom Knife Show. Uh, it's going to be held in the Jambalaya capital of the world. Yeah. Uh, Gonzales, Louisiana. So, yeah, if, if any of you guys are in the, you know, around, you know, September 9th, uh, doors open at 9 and close at 4. So, now, if you. Do you know if uh, Sarah, Sarah will be there or Chris this year? Yes, Chris will be there. Sarah will be there. Uh, I miss Chris Jones. He's a good man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Awesome so we'll, dude. we'll have to see. I'm not sure if, if that's outside of Eric's travel range, but maybe we can all uh, descend on uh, on Louisiana and spend a day there and uh, eat cracklings and uh, and try to talk Cajun and you can all laugh at us. 
and then beat yeah. us up because we're not from there and we're trying to talk Cajun. You think we're just making fun of you, right? <laughs> of course, I really, <laughs> I really need to make it to one of those shows down there with y'all. I, I wish that I would have went to the one that was directly after Blade Show Texas that y'all all went to. Uh, I regret not going to that show so much. It's ridiculous. Which one? The one down oh. in uh, uh, that you, Chris, and um, the guy with the the one in Conroe. I think so. Yeah, it was the one that was like yeah. right after Blade Show Texas. Uh, where it's all the people who make, you know, it's all uh, their knives, you know, all their, all the handmade, former, all everything. Yeah. The former, it was, uh, I think it's uh, the Texas knife show with the former uh, Forge and Fire contestants. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I tell you, uh, that'd be a great, great opportunity maybe for us all to come together and we can all stay at Joey's new house. He's got that nice, beautiful white room he's in right there. We could probably hey, sleep in bags and got, uh, got a couple of extra like rooms. Yep. There a you couple go. Rooms. There yep. you go. Free stays, free eats. We can't beat that. Do we have no. to pick up when we leave? No, man. Don't worry about it. Just come on over, hang out, and go to the show. See, eat some jambalaya. Cajun people are the best people in the world. They're just good people. Well, you'd mentioned Blade Show, and of course, that's where I was alluding to, guys. Blade Show's coming up in Atlanta this coming weekend um, after after Memorial Day, June 2nd through 4th. Uh, it's brought to you by the editors of Blade Magazine. I hear that, uh, I think I heard this week that um, New Jersey Steel Baron's going to be doing the internet for Blade Show, so you should have good connections there this year. And uh, Blade Magazine, it's the number one knife community and publication in the world. Uh, it's globally recognized, and we're going to have exhibitors and legendary makers known to many people all under one roof. Thousands of people are going to be coming into one of the largest largest selections of blades that you can find. Uh, you're going to shop hundreds of exhibitors, hold the world's best knives. You will find the newest blades and newest equipment, the newest components. That if you're a knife maker, you can put into them. And, uh, and also those one-of-a-kind collector's knives. I know my friend Josh Howard, he's been putting out a bunch of beautiful, beautiful handmade folders here recently. And um, and they're not cheap, but gosh, they sure are worth it. Some beautiful, beautiful folders he's going to be taking the Blade Show. Um, antique swords and much, much more. Uh, so you also, while you're there, don't just go to Blade Show. Hang out a little later. Pay for extra hours to stay over in one of the decks on the site there. And be sure and pay for the deck because that'll give you easy walking to the exhibit. Uh, and you can attend that free after party each night in the Blade Show Pit. I have been to the Blade Show Pit. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens in the Blade Show Pit. We've got a buddy that hands out free libations in the Blade Show Pit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying a particular brand, but I don't know. Do you know he called me and took my order for the Blade Show Pit this year? He 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 said, What kind of uh what kind of beer was it that you want? I'll have it for you down the Blade Show Pit. And I'm like, that's the nicest thing in the world. Um, but uh I'm not gonna make him do that. I mean, you know, I'm I I think I'm gonna stop and buy two thousand Chick-fil-A sandwiches and and bring them. So <laughs> Oh man. You know. How many? Two thousand? Yeah, don't 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 count don't count on that guys. Don't count on that guys. But um but yeah, it's so nice because there's a lot of a lot of people talking. Um and also um food and drinks are available down there. So 
Guys, go out and visit uh, bladeshow.com and register. Go ahead and get your uh, tickets early so you can just go over to Will Call, pick them up, get your uh, credentials, and walk on in. And uh, also, like I alluded to, go ahead and pay for your parking while you're there because when you get there and you expect that you're going to get into a deck, it's going to be very hard. Go ahead and pay for that parking now. I'm Like I said, I'm parking in the red deck. We'll be having the six-minute after party every night when I walk out to the car. That's about the time it takes me to walk to it, so we can party all the way there, um, and uh, we'll have fun. Don? Yeah, the most important thing, you better bring cash, too. It's good to bring cash, but uh, I did talk to Josh Fisher, who said last year um, mm-hmm. that – Credit cards are working just fine for many of them, uh, but bring cash because many of the vendors will only take cash. So that's correct. Consider that. Don't go home empty-handed because you didn't think ahead. And uh, I'm still going to have to beg my wife for some cash to go over there. I may be a little overspent, so we'll see here. Uh, <laughs> I I have some one other piece of news. Just so you guys know that we had a successful and wonderful first meeting of the Alabama Knife Makers Guild. Uh, there we learned a little bit about um, doing uh, organic, um, uh, what do you call it with the, um, I always forget, you guys know how to do this, uh, the printers that uh, you can print, 3D, yeah, the, 3D printer. Yeah, the 3D printer, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were they were printing uh, 3D images with this organic material, and they were filling it full of metals, and then they were going to put that in a canister or make a canister out of it and seal it up and then uh, turn it into a nice piece of blade steel. So we did that, and that was quite exciting. And additionally, we got to watch Josh Ferran come out and, uh, and take a uh, piece of steel from just a lump of steel, steel all the way to a... Uh, uh, I would say a finished blade ready for, for grinding at that point. So that, that was quite exciting. Well, we found out that we need to meet at least monthly. So I am excited to say that on the 17th of, of June, we will be having our second meeting with the Alabama Knife Makers Guild. Mark, are you coming up for that one? Where is it? Up at Josh's? It's going to be up at Josh's place. Yep. I have to I have to see what what is that? I have to see it four hours maybe. Um, yeah, just four hours. Yeah, just yeah. four hours. Where, where's Josh at? <laughs> uh, he's up in just uh, around Rogersville, Alabama, which is around Huntsville. And um, and if you need to bring Squishy, and we will, uh, my wife can take care of Squishy while you're there. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I've been I've been installing birdhouses around is the it, backyard. Yeah, is that by Aniston? No, Aniston is over on the eastern mid side oh, okay. of the state. This is going to be up near Huntsville, and uh, and it's in a beautiful, beautiful venue. Josh has got a beautiful shop, and uh, it's worth just going to see the the press and everything he's got. But this week, or this meeting coming up, we're going to have a plethora of different things going on. I think they're- I'm going to try uh, to make one of those. Well, let me tell you this, Joey. Um, I'm not being weird here. And the same goes for Mark. If y'all want to come up and go to one, uh, my sons left home seven or eight years ago, and I have three bedrooms and two baths upstairs that are not being used by anybody. You guys are guests. You can come anytime and you'll be welcome like family. So, uh, there you go. Appreciate it. Or, or, or if you want a hotel, I'll help you arrange for something there as well. All right. Well, hey, guys, let's take a little break because we've got to do a little feedback and we've got to get into the maker's mark with our buddy Britt Barnes. So 
We will be right back. Pop's Knife Supply was started 40 years ago and is owned by four professional knife makers. Andy Roy of Fiddleback Forge, Alan Searles of W.A. Searles Knives, Joey Berry of J.B. Knife Works, and Dirk Lutz of Dirk Lutz Knives make a great team of owners carrying on the traditions and business started by James Poplin. Over four decades in business is a testament to the best customer service with same-day shipping on weekdays. Pops only charges actual shipping and any shipping differences are refunded on your orders. Everything you need to make knives from grinding, steel, pin stock, heat treating, and more can be found at Pops. Visit them at popsknife.supplies. And now, back to the show. All right, well, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope that was pretty good news. We um, got a lot going on in the knife-making community, but I do have a little feedback, and uh, unlike last time, we have made sure that everybody knows we are the Knives Templars, not the Knights Templars, uh, from our last podcast. So uh, we are not here to talk about... uh, uh, knights and people that uh, um, chase the Holy Grail and set up banking systems and only to be uh, undone by uh, the French and uh, the French uh, king and the Pope. Uh, a whole nother group. Wow. Here. We are the Knives Templars. And this week I got this great email from a gentleman by the name of David McConnell. And he's with Northwoods Forge. He says, hello, gentlemen. That chip, he sure is a swell guy. I tell you what, you have one great leader. <laughs> I, I don't remember. All right, yeah, maybe. All right, I made that part up. He <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. That chip sure is a weird guy. If y'all could only get him off the show, I would love to come on. No. Hello, gentlemen. What a What's a guy got to do to get on the podcast? Would love to throw my hat in the ring. You can check me out at Northwoods Forge on Facebook or my David McConnell profile. So you can uh, check him out at Northwoods Forge on Facebook or David McConnell on his profile if you want to friend this guy. But I'm telling you, he has won a major award tonight and he has to claim it. David, if you email us before the next show airs, you're the next guest on the Knives Templars. And we look yeah. forward to hearing Everything you have to tell us about Northwoods Forge. What do you got to say? say uh, yeah, I, I went and looked him up, and, and he makes some amazing knives. Uh, yes. you know, when, when I was impressed, it was it was good stuff on there. That's the kind of guy we want on here, don't we? Influencing oh, yeah. other people. All right, David, there's your invite. We're coming after you. Don't come after us. We're coming after you. You're that good. So uh, we'd love to have you on the next show. Just send me another email at uh, knivestemplars at yahoo.com. Or I'll give you even a better one, chip.carlisle, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E at outlook.com. And I'll be more than happy to get you set up on the next show. All right, well, let's take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Britt and jump into the Maker's Mark series. We'll be right back. All knife makers need abrasives, plain and simple. Here at Knives Templars, we're proud to partner with Phoenix Abrasives. I used to get my belts from another company but they spent more time on marketing than they did customer service, sometimes taking two-plus weeks to ship my order. That's not the case with Phoenix Abrasives. They're obsessed with committing all of their resources to customer satisfaction. Whether you're using a 2x72, 2x42, 1x30, or something else, they've got you covered. 
They even carry Rhino wet sandpaper. So go to phoenixabrasives.com shop and enter promo code TEMPLARS10 for 10% off your next order. All right. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Let me see. I have got uh, the Maker's Mark series. We have been doing this for three seasons now, and it's been quite a success. We get so many cool people on here. Uh, and the thing is, it continues to grow. One's not better than the other, but I tell you what, who would have thought when we all started making knives, the quality of knife makers out there? Pretty cool group, isn't right. it? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've had 176 people as of today sign up for the Alabama Knife Makers Guild. I mean, the the world is just a flood with, uh, with uh, creative people. Well, tonight we've got on our friend Britt. Barnes with uh, Britt Barnes Knives. He's out of Newport, Tennessee, and he's right over there near uh, on Interstate 40 in Tennessee. Right before you go into North Carolina and drop on down into Asheville, you can also find him at BrittBarnesKnives.com, and he's on Facebook. But also, just as important, he has done his uh, his knife test for his journeyman. He's getting five knives ready here in the future to, to go ahead and earn his journeyman. But additionally, he's a forged and fire champion from season seven, episode 25. Very exciting guy. And we've already heard a little bit about him and talking to him this evening before the show. So Britt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's an honor to be on. Well, we are so excited to have you here. Uh, you know, we've already been checking out your website, uh, and I read a little bit of your webpage. So we usually get this started. It's just basically, man, how'd you get in, in started in knives? And like I said, you're beautiful knives. So how'd you get going? Everybody starts. Um, well, I mean, it, it, I guess it, it's no secret. I'm a, I'm a believer, and I think it was a God thing. I just happened to turn on YouTube one day um, at my office. I had a little bit of downtime. Um, I was working for the federal government in law. I was a federal law enforcement officer for 30 years and I had a little downtime in my office. I jumped on YouTube and the first video that popped up was Jason Knight, uh, forging mosaic Damascus. And, uh, the, the, the gentleman that had posted the video since pulled it down, but he talked about how, how he was in South Carolina with an ABS master Smith forging, uh, mosaic Damascus. Um, I didn't know what the ABS was. I didn't know what, um, a master smith was um jumped on google and found the american bladesmith society and found jason's contact info and called him well you got ahead of me there because i want to ask you one thing you said you were with federal law enforcement is that correct that is correct what what who were you with what rancher um well if you watch my episode they cut off 10 years of my career um i, I was yeah. I was 20 years border <laughs> patrol and then I went to uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, and finished up yeah. 10, years, uh, 10 years with ICE. Well, thank you so much for, for the years and all you did to protect our com- country and the things that you did for that. The you honor of mine. Our, our law enforcement, um, no, let me just put it this way. Nothing is perfect in this world, but I tell you what, the degradation that, that we've seen in our view of law enforcement over the last several years is just terrible. And I tell you what, you guys have a job that requires split second decisions, a thorough knowledge of regulations in the law, and you're as professional as you can be. And um, we should be thanking our law enforcement officers, just like we thank our servicemen who, uh, 
who take care of this country because everybody's got a valid part. So before we go any further, thank you for working all the years that you did with, uh, with ice as well as, uh, anything else you've done in your career. So I have one other question. Do you still have a, you're welcome. Do you still have a taser? I beg your pardon. (laughs) You still have a taser. Did you keep one? Uh, believe it or not, the border patrol, uh, and, and ICE did not have tasers when I was there. They, they started getting them after I left. Huh. Well, see, my grandchildren have just turned three years old, and I can't control them. So I was just <laughs> wondering. <laughs> oh, tasers work. They work. Well, I mean, I mean we, we can turn them down to stun. I mean, aren't they like those things on Star Trek? You just turn them down to stun where they just kind of like go to yeah. sleep. Not, not, not really. It's, it's straight up fifty thousand volts. It'll, yeah. But oh no, 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 no. I, I do not need that. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. We'll just, we'll just move right on. We'll move right along. Yeah. No. Uh, seriously, thank you very much for for your years of service to our country and and um, to uh, immigration control and so on. So you were you were talking about how you got into it. So where did you grow from there? You you had mentioned earlier about heading to a hammer in, and that that was an interesting story. Uh, yeah. Um, when I called Jason, he said, you know, do you want to learn how to make knives? And I said, absolutely. He said, uh, what are you doing Friday night? And I said, nothing. He said, uh, come to my house. We're having a hammer in. And, uh, I said, that sounds like awesome. And so I got home and I told my wife, we were Friday night, we were going to a hammer in. She said, what's a hammer in? I said, I don't know. Uh, that's how little I knew. I didn't know what a hammer in was. And, um, we got there and, and, Kyle Gahagan uh, was there, who's an awesome uh, journeyman smith, fixed to be a master smith. Um, he was there. Um, there were Charles Lionheart Ellis uh, was there, and several other people were there. And and there were there were four or five guys pulling glowing orange steel out of the forge and and just making some crazy stuff. And I was standing there with my mouth open, catching flies, looking like a maroon. And uh, Jason walked up and said, hey, I'm Jason. How you doing? And I said, hey, how are you? And he goes, what do you think about this? I said, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, like, I don't know, like two weeks later, I was taking a three-day intro to bladesmithing class at his shop. And that's where I forged, forged my first knife. I actually made uh, a stock removal knife that night at Jason's shop with his help. Gotcha. Gotcha. So awesome. uh, this and and. and these days, uh, looking at your knives, um, are you mostly forging? Uh, are you forging everything that you're making, or how's no, that? No, we, that we uh, uh, I, I have uh, uh, some stock removal stuff, um, but I primarily forge. Do you, are you uh, doing a lot of Damascus, or uh, is that the look that you're going for? Or? Um, I do, I do a bit of Damascus. I don't do a lot of Damascus. I do a bit of Damascus. Um, um, I make a little neck knife that I, I call a stinger. Um, and I'm taking two of those to blade show that are Damascus. They're, they're a low layer ladder pattern, uh, Damascus. And, and I'm taking a couple of those. Um, my, uh, my press has been down. I've got a, uh, and I've, I just simply have not had the time to get it, to get it back up and running, but it'll be up and running by the end of the week. Otisir Pinto would be excited to know that uh, there's another little knife maker out there. I, I make oh, a little yeah. knife. He always ma- he makes fun of my little <laughs> knives, Brett. But yeah. you can't you can't beat a little knife. So, um, so 
what it, who, who's surrounding you over there on the east side of Tennessee as far as knife makers and the things that you're involved in in that particular area? Um, I'm probably 60 miles from Jason Knight now. Jason's up here um, in Tennessee, uh, up near Bristol. Uh, Bert Foster is also in Bristol, Virginia. Um, I've got uh, several right. master smiths right across, the, right across the mountains there in Clyde, North Carolina. Uh, Daniel Warren is over in Clyde, North Carolina. Um, uh, 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 Fuad uh, Malawi is over in Knoxville. Uh, Fuad just, uh, okay. I, he passed his, uh, master Smith performance test. He should be a master Smith. Um, it, it may already be, I, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. Right. I'm surrounded by some so, really um, guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Uh, guys jump in here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just taking over this conversation. I'm so excited. Hey Britt. Um, the uh, so so in, in the discussion so far tonight, you, you've mentioned you said we a lot, uh, you know, with with the business. Uh, is it is it like a family business or who are you, who are you working with when you're saying we? Uh, to be entirely candid, it, it is a little bit of a family business. I have the obviously the support of my wife. Uh, my wife uh, does come down and forge a little bit, um, and and I try really hard not to uh, use the word I a lot, um, and so. I tend to use we, but yeah, my wife does come down and forge and, 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 uh, work on stock removal stuff as well. Yeah. Because it, it always takes, you know, no matter how much you do yourself, right. It, it's, uh, it, it's a lot bigger than that. It is. It hey, is. Brett, I, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, what is your favorite knife to make? What style of knife do you like to make? I absolutely love forging chef's knife. Uh, the Good complex deal. geometry of forging, uh, uh, forging a taking a, a quarter inch thick, inch and a half wide uh, bar of 1085 or 1095 and forging out a seven and a half inch chef's knife that's probably 90 thousandths at the spine before you quench. All done by hammer. That, that, that's pretty neat. Oh, good, mm -hmm. deal. good deal. Are you using a belt sander or a disc sander to do those kind of knives? Um, I have actually I have both. I have I have a belt sander and a disc mm -hmm. sander. Um, uh, I've actually got a pretty well equipped shop. We've got surface grinders, mills, uh, power hammers, presses. Um, I think I'm up to like eight anvils currently in the shop because I do teach. So, oh wow, That's good, yeah. good. Yeah, I know. I was looking at uh, uh, as you were coming on air with us tonight. I was, you know, we've got video here, and I was looking. You've got a pretty decent. Uh, <clears throat> shop there how, how big is it? about 30 by 40 or yeah it's 30 by 40 yeah yep that's that's pretty nice. good i used to guess right. i used to guess weight and age at the fair <laughs> when i got out of prison uh, <laughs> just so you know nice. I, I took one age, panel I try to guess my age that, that my my age is a little that's a little rough these days yeah well i would say you're 179 and you're 66 well you're 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 off on both yeah uh, but I'm getting, I'm closing in on wow. 66. Now I'll be uh, 59 in just a few weeks. And, and, uh, well, you, the way you see, you threw me a poker curveball there because you did the whole thing about my age. And I figured, well, he had to be older. I'm 58. So you're still a young man as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, it, I, uh, well, how, how, were, how was I, how close was, how close was I on weight? Uh, you're a little light. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing about 210. Damn. Well, pick out a prize, man. I'm sorry. I got that one wrong. <laughs> Give me the stuff. Panda. Yeah. I want the stuff. Panda. 
Yeah. yeah. Every, so, no, so, no, how no, long no. <laughs> so how long have you been actually uh, making knives, Britt? Um, well, I, I took Jason's class about seven years ago. I took a year off uh, with some medical stuff. Um, I actually had uh, my right retina detached twice uh, within 90 days of each uh, oh, other. And so I didn't swing a hammer or do anything for about a year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've got a I got a friend that's going through that right now, and uh, he was just talking about the recovery process as far as you know the things that you're able to do, so you don't detach it again. So that yeah. must have been a a good time that they could repair it, but a miserable time as far as being able to get out and enjoy the things you enjoy that are physically active. Uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. Mine actually, uh, we had, we were living in Charleston, my wife and I, and we had bought this house in Tennessee and, and this was our weekend getaway house. And, uh, we walked outside to head up here for the weekend. And I told her, I said, Hey, you're going to have to drive. I'm not, I'm not seeing too well. I don't know what's going on. I, it, it, it looks really dark out here to me. And, uh, there's a blacksmith in the community, uh, doc, Chuck, Chuck, Wright. And I called Doc uh -huh. Chuck and I said, Hey doc, uh, this is what's going on. He said, get your butt to the emergency room. You may be having a stroke, which kind of freaked us out. And right. I ran to the emergency room and they did a, uh, uh, an ultrasound on my eye. And they said, yeah, you you got a retina detached, detaching. Um, that was Friday night. I woke up, uh, Saturday morning, um, almost completely blind in my right eye. Wow. Uh, by sun. Now, how Man. is it? How? How has it returned? Um, it's it, it. I still I still see out of the eye. It's not it's not great. Um, it's my close up eye. Um, distance wise, it's right. it's pretty toast. It, it's pretty toast. Um, just from from the scar yeah. tissue where they went in and had to. They use a laser to stitch it back on, and I, I've got a lot of scar tissue built up back there, and so um, it it the vision's there. It's just not great. Gotcha. Got you. Well, tell us a little bit about your forged in fire experience. Love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, that's a God thing, man. That, that really is a God thing. Um, I, I didn't like the show. Uh, I'm not a fan of the show. Um, I was actually, uh, uh, an instructor at the ice Academy and my students were like, Hey, you're making knives. Have you seen that show on the history channel? I said, no, I hadn't seen it. And I hadn't, I'd never heard of it. And I asked Jason about it and Jason's like, yeah, it's, it's forged in fire. He said, you know, he, he uh, uh, talked a little bit about it, and and um, so I'd retired, and I moved up here, and, and one day I got a message from a lady. I actually never applied to the show. I got a message from a lady. She goes, hey, I'm looking at, oh, wow. looking at your knives, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in being on the show, and I said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, true story. And, and like – like 10 days later, she messages me again and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, we've got this episode that we really think you'd be really, really good. And we'd like to have you. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know about this. You know, I, I'm not sure about this. I said, I'll tell you what, call me, you know, get with me Monday. And so th this was on like a Thursday. And so that Friday and Saturday, I called everybody that I knew that had been on the show, including Jason. And, uh, I was like, hey, you know, they want me to do the show. And, and everybody was very positive about it. Um, and Jason, who is obviously is my mentor, he said, yeah, go. He said, you'll be the fourth person I've ever taught 
you know, that, that would go on and win. And when your mentor says you'll go on and win, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big boost of, of confidence. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for so, sure. um, I went on the show and, uh, and there's actually a backstory to that. The reason that I call it a God thing, um, the backstory to that is I was actually, did we lose him? Uh, or either he's decided to sit there very silently and, and very still and very still <laughs> with his mouth slowly open. And I think there's also that Mr. Freeze from, was it Batman movie? I saw oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It could, could, could be there. Yeah, it could be that. Oh yeah. Um, Any second now he's coming back. Yeah. And then there was, uh uh, there was that one movie where if the aliens saw you move it all, so everybody froze real quick out in public. That's what happened. It could be aliens, and we're seeing it from the East Coast and moving west. Um, yeah. hey, so so I'll, I'll jump in real quick, and, and you know, depending on how this uh, this comes together, if we get them back or not, I, I was oh. uh, I, I watched the uh, you know just before this, I, I was like you know normally I watch the episodes on the weekend if I have a chance to rewatch them. But uh, that was the one I remembered, uh, you know, because there's, there's a bunch of episodes, right? Forge and Fire. There's so many episodes and so many seasons. Was that the first responders episode? It, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it just made it so memorable. Uh, and, uh, you know, before the show, I was chatting with them and saying that uh, the thing I remember most about that was uh, I think I remember folks working together more as, as all the competitors in that episode, almost more than any any of the other episodes, you know, they got together, they were helping each other out, um, you know, made decisions together. So it was, uh, you know, it was just a great, you saw how first responders really, um, you know, that is their personality, right. Is to, to help others, uh, whether it's a competitor, uh, or, or, you know, somebody on the street. And then, uh, really, I think it might be the only, I don't know if it's the only one, uh, but, uh, you know, I think one of the only ones I remember that it was, uh, you know, they didn't get a, uh, you know, this, this knife will, will kill. Uh, it was, uh, it was this, this, uh, tool will rescue, uh, because yeah. they didn't make a, uh, you know, in the final, com- you know, competition, they didn't make a blade. They made a, uh, uh, you know, a, a rescue, uh, tool. Yeah. Well, we may need to use it because he's stuck somewhere right now. And I would like to say you can come back. Hey, he's back. Back. We are we were so nervous that Mars attacked Brit and that <laughs> the East Coast had fallen. Well, I tell you what, it was close to it. It was close to it. Um, for whatever reason, my Wi-Fi just decided it was just gonna gonna take a hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're back, the aliens have let you go, um, and uh, the or um, we are speaking to Brit now. It's not an alien, right? Uh, yeah. That, that's what it says. Well, you, that's what it says on my underwear. Well, I guess I shouldn't. Say, I shouldn't say that because you you used to be an, an ICE officer, and I'm talking about the aliens didn't get you. My apologies. Not they were not yeah, going there. Good. Pardon you're the good. pun. Pardon the pun. But um, with that being, or no pun intended. With that being said, so you were saying that they called yeah. and they wouldn't let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. It, they were very insistent and um, uh, that I go on the show. And um, I, I actually go on the show and come to find out we're making a, a, a Halligan bar. Yeah. 
and I had actually made one for a, pre a previous student uh, at the Ice Academy. Um, and so I actually, if you watch my episode, um, Forrest Hansen is a retired fire captain out of uh, Cal out of Hemet, California. He and really? I were in the finale, cool. and Forrest uh, looks at the Halligan bar a bit dumbfounded when they pull the, the, the thing back, and I actually laughed because I, at that point I knew that um, I was going to be in really good shape uh, for the challenge. So did you did you start off with a piece of uh, uh, round bar stock, or how did you go about that? No, they uh, the the forest and fire um, producers sent me home with two pieces of two inch by three and a half inch by twenty four inch ten forty five bars that weighed about fourteen pounds a piece. Okay, um, and they sent two of those home uh, with uh, with Forrest and I. Um, and because it was such an unusual forging, um, it was, uh, it was very, uh, very closely monitored. Uh, my home film crew nice. and Forrest's home film crew were in constant contact with each other. You know, are you guys, you know, are, are, how are you guys doing? Are you guys going to be able to get this done? And, and apparently Ben Abbott had forged the one that, uh, was displayed and, and he even had trouble making it in the, uh, in the four days that, that they required. Right. Right. Quite. A, and, and so yours won. what was the deciding factor? Um, mine was actually had some, uh, the way that, um, when I took Jason's class, Jason f focused very heavily on, um, blacksmithing techniques. Anytime you're yeah. swinging a hammer at the anvil is going to make you a better knife forger, whether you're making, uh, tapers or S hooks, whatever you're doing at the anvil, it's going to make you a better bladesmith. Right. Um, learning better hammer control, yada, yada, yada. So Jason initially for, um, for his class, um, I forged, um, gosh, I can't think of now how many we did, but we had to taper some one inch rebar down to a point that was like 11 inches long. And, they all had to match, and that's what we did for like the first three and a half hours of, of the three-day class. And it was, it was learning how to forge and forge smooth, uh, do a taper, make it, uh, take a round uh, one-inch rebar, make it uh, square on the end, taper it down 11 inches long, then make it round and make it smooth. And that's what we had to do for the class. Wow. So it sets you up for success. It did. And then that student, uh, former student wanted me to make one for him. And so I made a small one and that was three years before the show and three gotcha. or four years before the show. And so when I, when I went on the show, I was like, wow, that's, that's neat. And, uh, I laughed when they pulled the, 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 the tablecloth back and the Halligan bars there I actually laughed about it. And I was like, that. <laughs> and because I had used all the blacksmithing techniques that I was you know, well-versed in of upsetting and hot cutting and, and making square corners and reinforcing corners, which are all blacksmithing techniques. It was really in my wheelhouse. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so now that you are retired at 59 years old, and that doesn't make me feel any better because I've still got uh, a mm-hmm. dozen years or 10 years or so to go. Um, well, maybe not that, that long. I keep forgetting how old I am. But anyway, uh, so you're doing this uh, full time, uh, enjoying yep. life. And what yep. does the future hold for you, Britt? Well, when I say it's a God thing, uh, the night my episode aired, uh, another Forged in Fire champion over in North Carolina named Bill Sawyers, who uh, runs Yellow Rose Forge, uh, meant, and I'm air quoting, meant to text me congratulations. And uh, he ended up calling me. And we ended up in a, like a 20-minute conversation. Well, Billy is actually a vocational mm-hmm. pastor and a full-time knife maker. Oh, wow. And it's it's turned into ministry. I, I, we do we have a group uh, that's called Redeemed Steel, and it's Christian artisans and craftspeople that are using their gifts and talents for kingdom purposes. Now, do they have a website? Uh, re, uh, com. All right, guys, we'll go out there and check that out sometime. So uh, mm-hmm. you are going to be at Blade Show. What's your table going to be? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm uh, I'm actually splitting a table with Derek Melton. Okay. Another Forged and Fire champion. He called me up and said, hey, do you want to be it? Normally, I'm at the Redeem Steel table. Um, uh-huh. And I never know what table numbers they are. I am just I just go where I'm told. Right, right. So I'm going to be at Derek Melton's table with him. All right. So Derek Melton, people can look that up and they can see your beautiful knives there. Yeah. Um, and as I'm looking to pull this up, any guys, any final questions that you may have? No, I'll- no, I just, uh, while you were off, um, you know, I just, I, I made the mention that, uh, you know, I, you know, kind of like what I said before the show is that, uh, I thought it was a great display, uh, during that, that forge and fire episode of, of, uh, support for each other and, and really showed the, the true colors of first responders of, Hey, it doesn't matter who you are, you're helping each other out. So, uh, again, one, one of my favorite episodes, I think, uh, uh, as soon as I, I, I went back and watched it again, I was like, I knew exactly what episode it was. So, so a uh, great job on that. Thank you. I, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a really cool episode in that we didn't make a, a we're the only episode that didn't make a sword. Uh, yeah. every other right. episodes made a sword or an axe right. or something, you know, it was funny to watch Doug Markaita uh, actually stumbled over uh, "It Will Rescue" a couple of times. He really wanted, to, you know, the first time he goes, That's "It right. will," ki- uh, I mean, rescue. Yeah. He actually stumbled on it because he's so used to saying "It will kill." <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Would Derek's uh, would he be Melton Forgeworks? That would be Melton Forgeworks. You are going to be at Table Nine V, so. Uh, that uh, put that on my list to stop by and say hello. We got so many people to meet at this plate show. Last year I walked around aimlessly mm-hmm. and this year, uh, man, I've got so many people to walk up and shake their hands for being part of this show because really I, I'm nobody. Uh, I've got three, four, five great, great guest hosts on this show. And, uh, and then folks like you that come on as well. And Jason Fry doing his thing. I tell you what, that's what makes us so cool at what we do. Well, Britt, I want to thank you so much for being on our show this week. And um, I appreciate your testament of faith. Man, that's really important. Um, And I also want to encourage people to go out and see your website because you make beautiful knives. 
And uh, guys, stop by table 9V if you're over in Atlanta and uh, shake this man's hand because uh, he uh, has a great background and also uh, has a great future, not only in knife making and his ministries as well. So, Britt, thank you for all you do. Thank you very much. And if I could, uh, be sure to stop by the Redeem Steel table and 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 see what uh, what what we're doing. We we use a, a large percentage of what we sell to fund mission trips to Guatemala, building houses, uh, providing safe water, uh, food to those that need it. Um, this is uh, uh, we call it incredible crafts, incredible cause. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We will we will encourage people to do that, awesome. and I will do that myself. And I also want to say, uh, I also want to be able to stop by Britt, Borden, Britt Barnes Forge uh, for a Mater sandwich and a bathroom break on my way over to North Carolina to work occasionally. And uh, I'm sure that uh, you'll probably say, <laughs> stop by anytime. Just don't block the, just don't clog the toilet. Oh, I do. Yeah, stop by. You're always everybody's welcome here. My shop is not necessarily open to the public, but it's open to. Uh, it's open to friends and other makers, and, and um, uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime, anytime. How, f- how, far are you, how far are you from Sevierville? Uh, 28 miles. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say maybe uh, sometime uh, if I'm driving over that way, I can give you a heads up, and we can stop and grab uh, lunch or something somewhere. So no, absolutely. Yeah, give me a heads up. Uh, we run to Sevierville quite a bit. Um, yeah. Some of our favorite uh, food stop is in Sevierville. Yeah, Smoky Mountain Knife Works, Bass Pro Shops, and uh, just a little bit of everything there. It's a great place to go. It is a great place. It's it's great to be close to it and not have to deal with the traffic. Yes. And, and of course, this weekend moving forward for the rest of the summer, my goodness, traffic's just going to be backed up there for the next four months. Oh, yeah. Seems like through fall. But, Britt, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, We have one final thing we have to go through here, guys. And uh, this is, uh, I don't know if this was a close one this week. I think this is a shoe in, but, you know, uh, we didn't get Don's seal of approval. So we're going to go through it and see what Don has to say. Uh, Britt, if you get in, just keep, just keep in mind that um, you will be an honorary knives Templar as an honorary knives Templar. You have all the rights and privileges of being a Templar. Uh, You have no voting authority. You have no spending authority. You do not get a credit card. Do not turn any receipts into me whatsoever. They will be denied. If I stop over in Sevierville, I will buy you lunch uh, because uh, that's just what we do. But as a Knives Templar, you're you're entitled to come on any time. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you for being there. And Mark, uh, you say? Mark doesn't have a credit card either, but uh, Mark, what do you say? No, five thumbs up. Absolutely. (sighs) J.W. Terrio? <coughs> Absolutely. Britt is uh, definitely a brother in Christ. Absolutely. Yes, man. Yes, man. Uh, Eric Rivers? Uh, I would say absolutely for sure. <laughs> absolutely for sure. Well, I'm not going to jump in ahead of Don. Well, I am going to jump in ahead of Don because that's a seal of approval. I'm going to say 22 hops, Britt. You get 22 hops tonight. That's a Thank you. High years. honors. High honors. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not for me. I'm just a nobody. But here comes Mr. Somebody. Don the Train Watson, what do you say? Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> oh, Britt. Amen. Britt, you are in. You are in choir practices this Wednesday night, and uh, thank you for all you do. And, thank you. Uh, and again, thank you for professing your faith, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at Blood Show. Hey, thank guys, you very much for having me. Stop by the table anytime. Love uh, to see you guys. Right. 
All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Majestic Forge is owned and operated by Brian and Kayla Horn in Rushville, Ohio. With many years of experience manufacturing two to five burner gas forges, Majestic Forge is your number one source for blacksmith forges, barrier forges, and specialty forges. They are dedicated to creating top of the line forges at a price you can afford. Majestic Forge has supplied forges to blacksmith schools, high schools, colleges, production shops, and TV shows such as Mythbusters. And Majestic Forge is the forge of choice for televisions forged in fire. Knife makers are in luck as they offer forges that come with two or three deluxe burners. Here at Knives Templars, we are sure that you can find a USA-made Majestic Forge to suit your needs. Check out your next forge at MajesticForge.com. Well, guys, uh, welcome back. Britt was a uh, great, awesome. great guest. Love is faith. Love is knife making. Love is message. Yeah, well, um, well we, we, we have some really wonderful people come on the show, and uh, we're quite blessed with that. But uh, I've uh, we've been on here about an hour and a half. We've been running like some two and a half hour shows, man. I tell you what gives everybody a half hour a day over the course of the week. They get a week's break to relax from all that excitement. And then we hit them again with another yeah. four 30 minute segments on the drive home. But uh, hey, I've got something that's very near and dear to my heart. I want to see if we can't get old Eric uh, eating nails and crap in bar bar. Probably not, but... Uh, I want to say this. I've been watching this guy. He used to sit and draw these knives out on the steel and everything. And then he started doing a little hammering and then he started getting something else and doing a little bit of hammering. And then he hammered a knife one time and he hammered the bevels into it, just sharpened the edge and damn, if it didn't look like a knife. And now he's taking, you know, weird pieces of steel and round pieces of steel and bar stock and round stock. And, and he's sitting there beating the crap out of them at the speed of Eric rivers on on YouTube. And that's like, <laughs> I've never seen anybody hammer so fast in my life, man. You are a hammer master and he's oh, forging practically everything he makes. So I have a question, Eric. Yep. If you ain't forging, are you making knives? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're, you're making knives, whether you're forging or doing stock removal. If you're making knives, you're making knives. Of course you are. But I've seen a lot of excitement and I've experienced some of it myself. And I've seen Joey uh, beating out some knives and, you know, Joey's doing some beautiful Damascus right now. He's up to like 500 layers or something like that. And um, Odysseer pounded out a knife this week. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I'm going to open up to y'all. What is this? What is this new, maybe not new to y'all, new to me. What's this new uh, plane that we're on right now? Explain it to me. Oh, man. Just our each of our journeys in knife making. Yeah, it's just uh, that next step, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it really is. And you know, for for me, uh, so many knife makers that I look up to, you know, they they forge just some of the knives that I want to get to skill wise and level wise. And you know, sometimes you want to make a knife with a piece of steel, but the knife you have in your mind doesn't fit that piece of steel and for me i wanted to get to a point to where i could 
just make what I want to make and what is in my mind and get my body used to swinging a hammer, what hammers do, and just there is almost nothing more gratifying than taking a piece of steel that doesn't make sense to make into a knife and make it into a knife and some of the stuff that I've been doing lately were the like the, the ones like that I'm showing y'all right now uh, but forging the, the fully integral knives where the the handles forged in the actual uh, rounded part that people would typically uh, grind in is all done by hand and uh, doing your the transitions from the the flats in the Ricasso area up into the actual handles and doing all that stuff uh, and making it look like it's just really clean, sharp transitions. And all you did was use a hammer and an anvil. Whoo. It's fun. Yeah, it's real. I'm, it, you know, when you accomplish something that you set out for it to do, it's real uh, gratifying. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. when you finally uh, get to the point where you master that technique yep, and, and it, you know, you get that feeling you like of that gratification of looking at, looking down at the work that you've done. And you're like, you know, finally, I finally feel like I'm getting somewhere, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's uh it's, it's a real uh, overwhelming feeling. It's, um, it's taken molten Play-Doh and moving it with tools because you can't move it with your hands by any means. So that, that yeah. gives, that's a good point. And one of the things that I would say, I would say well, one of the biggest learning steps for me, because people always tell you, uh, and I, I hear it a lot and I, I think it's true for a lot of things. Um, people always tell you, you know, forge it hot, forge it hot, forge it hot. It needs to be, uh, you, you need to be able to see the, the orange or see the bright red or whatever whenever you're forging. Uh, but no one tells you what temperature the still should look like when you're planishing, what the still should look like whenever you are um, straightening out your bevels or you're trying to get that edge in line or you're trying to get a spine in line or whenever you're smoothing hammer marks or whenever you're trying to change a particular arc in your blade, where you want it hot, where it needs to be a little bit cooler so that the part that you want to move is the hot part, but the part that you want to stay straight and not deform under a hammer blow is cooler. So it, it's trying to learn all of those steps in the process as well. You know, hammer techniques are, are a huge portion of it, but also learning the temperature that you need the steel, and not so much degrees wise, but the, the color of it. Because if I took a piece of steel and I wanted to just uh, smooth a couple of things or make it to where my hammer blows wouldn't mess up the steel, forge it a little bit yeah. cooler so yeah. that. Don't red. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have to interrupt the podcast. Uh, we've got a special alert here. Uh, Don, I saw you taking a drink of something out of a straw. Uh, what was that drink? It's uh, tea, iced tea. It was, <laughs> Don was not drinking cow cow on the show. Just okay. Back back to our normally <laughs> back to our normal broadcast. Okay, now, so we're back. Now, Don, were, were you going to actually uh, say something? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I thought since you've been doing um, uh, forge to finish, I, I think that's what they call that. Yeah. I thought maybe something happened to your grinder, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your grinder blew up. And said, hey, I just poured this baby on out. So, yeah. w- with me, uh, I-, I have made so many knives that, uh, and and I'm happy that I, I did it the progression that I uh, did it in. Um, that I started with stock removal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as good of a knife maker now if I didn't focus so much on stock removal leading up to my forging process, mm-hmm. because. I've got to spend so much time uh, knowing what clean bevels look like and knowing what good symmetry looks like mm-hmm. and really focusing on transition lines between bevels and flats and uh, knowing what I want my ergonomics on my handles to feel like. And, you know, it, it's just so good to have that that grinding skill to make nice clean bevels whenever you do get to your uh, belt grinder. But when it comes to the forge to finish, like he would like, like Britt was saying about the chef's knives. Mm -hmm. I love like whenever you can forge something as thin as I'm showing y'all right there. Yeah. That this, this distal was completely forged in. Yeah. So Eric, I do, I do want to say on that. You make me sick to my stomach. Oh, <laughs> because because uh, no, of course I'm joking. To sit and watch you evolve, I'm at this point right now where I used to beat things as flat as I could so that I could draw the pattern out on what I beat as flat as I could to it. Uh-huh. To you know, this last knife I'm making, I'm actually uh, beating in the point and then making the banana go in the right direction and this, that, and the other, taking a piece of quarter inch steel and doing that. So you, you can picture that I'm probably two years behind you or something. I don't know. You, you, you pick the date. I've just threw out two years as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, the things that you're talking about, when I say it makes me sick to my stomach is because I see those things. It's just, you have to beat that steel to experience it. And when you do yeah. it, that's the, that's the plane that I'm talking about is the fact that we go from people that do stock removal and very good at, at cutting out the bevels or grinding out the bevels and everything to being able to envision that in your mind and know what the steel is going to do as you yeah. experience it and know that your, your, your greatest thing you ever talked about, you know, is unbanananing your banana. Uh, and, <laughs> and unfortunately, and fortunately I haven't gotten so bananaed I couldn't get out of it yet. Um, but, but my point is, is knowing that to unbanana the banana, the physics in it takes you in a different direction because you got to beat the opposite side of the blade to get it to turn that way. Yeah. So, so with all that being said, I think that what all of its knife making and no one's a better knife maker than the other. It's just a different process that adds so much, adds so much more enrichment to the skill set. Uh, you're not just riding a skateboard. You're doing really cool tricks on the skateboard, you know? Yeah. And 
it's it's nice to to do the forging process because for me i like brute to forge finish i also like really crisp clean super nice knives as well and i've made a ton of those i i am just super in love with the again the forging it to that point to prove to myself that i can do it and the reason why i'm doing the fully integrals right now is uh, I'm about to make some integral bolster hidden tang knives and I don't have the tooling to be able to do that. I don't have press or anything like that, which typically, you know, with the press, you can, it, it moves the steel from both sides, the same distance. Whenever you're doing it with a hammer and an anvil, it's not that, that way. So it, it's, it's being able to do this. And I, I've wanted to do integral bolster knives for a long time. And I figured this is the best way to do it. And I'm really, really, really forcing myself to do some complicated stuff because whenever you forge a integral bolster on a knife, you are having to so forge your bevels and then you're working on the bolster. And whenever you're working on that area, it's altering everything that you just made look pretty. And it's shifting it to one side and shifting it to another side and shifting it to another side. So you have to keep everything everything nice and centered. And then for me, I'm even messing with myself again because the handle's tapered. Yeah. Now, that's are the you, are you doing that's that? the secret that's yeah. the secret in integral bolsters is is constantly keeping on top of it mm -hmm. and cleaning up your work as you continue to forge and make your preform. Oh that's the yeah. most important yeah. part. Are you using? Are you creating those uh, bolsters on the horn, or where are you getting those curves? Are on the edge of your anvil, or you've got a <laughs> radius? I radiused a section of my anvil to the same exact radius of my uh, hammer, my gotcha. my straight peen hammer that I got from two uh, two bastards forge. So yeah. I got that one, and then I've got another hammer that I I made myself that has the uh, the same radius as well as that that anvil so as i'm striking i'm just focusing on it and i'm keeping it nice and smooth and flipping it and making sure that i keep my blade centered and uh, like keeping the the actual spine centered as if it was going to be in between two pieces of scales now forging a completely flat knife to profile is really simple now i could forge a knife to profile that doesn't have the bolster and do whatever the heck I want with it at this point. I'm really happy with that, but I've wanted to do this and get used to it. Go ahead, Joy. I was just going to say, Eric, you ever thought about making you a, uh, a hardy tool yeah. uh, to, to uh, like a top and a top fuller and a bottom fuller? Yeah. And I, I've got the, uh, I've got the bar stock to do it. Uh, but again, Let's say, let's say I ever decided to go on Forged and Fire and I wanted okay, to, now. Uh, I, I wanted to be able to do this all with hammers and not fiddle around with tools. And I only had access to hammers and anvils. If I can forge entire knives completely with just the hammer and anvil and all i got to do is do a little bit of straightening on a 2x72 uh i think it'll i think it'll be a good skill to have 
And so, so th- that's so what I'm focusing just, on. This just in, this just in, we need to know, is there a application or any submissions by Eric Rivers to go on Forged in Fire? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. answer oh, yeah. is in the affirmative. Uh, so we're just waiting for uh, his call to uh, head to the show. Have you already gone to uh, Kids R Us and picked out your three days of Garanimals so that you have all matching clothing? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've got I've got plenty they of matching match. clothing. So uh, that that's going to be good. I, I I have matching clothing for continuity whenever I'm filming. Um, uh, and uh, but yeah, it's it's again. I, I wanted to have the skill set to to be able to to do this all with just hammer and anvil and and then whenever i get the tool it's just gonna make my job easier but i can do it without the tool um and just like you know you're you're using your press you know you could have done it before without the press but now that you have the press you're like dang holy crap you mean all (laughs) i gotta do is move a switch (laughs) <laughs> there you go. So, so is yeah. there any way we can get Fortune Fire to do Templars Edition? Uh, That'd be cool. The, we could team up. We could team up. You've got Odysseer, uh and Eric and Joey. Uh, we could do two man teams. Uh, I'm on oh three man teams. I'm on team Eric and Odysseer. Joey, you're pretty advanced, and Don, you're advanced. Uh, Mark, you're you're the the newest comer like me to that that team. So that would I think we would kick y'all's butts. And Joey says, <laughs> and Don says, and Mark says, ain't no way, ain't no way. I I, I want to use the press and the power hammer whenever if I go on that show. Hopefully, I'm on an episode where you actually get to use those things just so I can try them out. But uh, I. The, the, I, I guarantee you try that press out. Big blue. You're oh, yeah. gonna be one to do none of these techniques you're doing <laughs> yeah, right now. I bet. No. <laughs> I bet. I, 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 <laughs> all I want to do is go on the show and set the set another chair on fair like Josh uh, Howard did. And I, I think it's cool that you want to learn that way. But I'm like Daddy always said, work smarter, not harder. So <laughs> this is yeah, true. But 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 when the zombie apocalypse when the zombie apocalypse happens, now Eric's got a life skill. <laughs> there you go. No, no, hey. no, no, no. Not that taking nothing away from him. I no. think yeah. it's awesome. And I think even after even after I get my press, uh, I, I'll still be doing it just because me me personally. You know, it, it, there's going to be a time where I'm going to just do like I, I do not plan on forging Damascus by hand. I've done it like four times and mm-hmm. it is a absolute nightmare. Uh, I've had let's just say whenever I was practicing sand mice and go mice. Oh, my God. I, I went through the first six sand my billets were failures and that was a lot of forging. Uh, to do those sand mines. And then, of course, I had a few successes. And then my first go my, that was absolutely crap. Second go my, crap. And then I, I got really good at those. Uh, and then same thing with my kumai billets. Uh, once I got the hang of those, it was a little bit easier. But dang, dude, that's a lot of forging. When if I'd have just had a press, they would have all been successful. Yep. See, now I can see, I can see Joey's <laughs> thing in best Cajun accent, though. Like, dude, we got Nutria down here. You do the you do the accent for me. Dude, Holy, we got, was that we got, Austrian? I think so. <laughs> I know, right? That seems, sounds like Arnold. I, I I actually, if it wasn't that, it was probably uh, 
sounded like I drank a Bud Light or two too many. But anyway, um, you always have to start off if you're gonna do a Cajun accent. You always have to start off with me, me, man. Let me tell you something. I kind of like that. All I can do is chew him, chew him, chew him. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, Joey would be saying like, dude, we've got Nutria down here. I would take some Tobot parts. I'm hooking up a generator and I'm running my hydraulic press until all the zombies are gone. Make it nice. <laughs> I answered. Oh, that. absolutely. I, I answered that for you, Joey. Well, guys, I think it comes down to, uh, it's time for us to take a little break because we're running low on time. But, uh, I think everybody's a knife maker that makes the knives. The, the issue is, is, what do you get out of it? What do you enjoy doing making a knife? And and we're all progressing along that. I'm waiting for uh, old Mark V Max to show up with a uh, tire hammer sitting outside his shop one of these days, trying to add on to it. <laughs> like like hey like like Jason Knight says, one of his my favorite things of his is just be a maker. You know what I mean? Yeah, just be a maker, maker and yeah. do your mm-hmm. thing. And just so you know, Mark, I'm outgrowing my. Uh, one car garage or three car garage, but my, my bay, I'm outgrowing it very quickly. So there we go. I'm sending off for the Eric Rivers building plans here in the next six months. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll we'll be right back. I got to go tinkle. Oleg Bashevik has been making stabilized wood and other supplies for knife makers for almost a decade. His stabilized wood products have been used by many of the best and most well-known knife makers in the world. This wood, when turned into knife parts, are stable to humidity, water, snow, oils, and other materials that would prematurely wear out a knife handle. He works out of his shop in Tula, Russia, and produces natural wood products that are as beautiful as Russia's famed Fabergé eggs. Knife makers around the world will tell you that his blocks should not be cut and placed on display. Oleg has distribution centers in Russia and in the United States. He's shipping right out of the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, so if you're looking for something in the States, you can have it in just a few days. I guarantee you'll be excited to get your package that comes wrapped beautifully, already polished, so that you can see the most beautiful grain and colors that he impregnates into each piece of wood. You can find Oleg not only on Facebook, but you can also find him at knife-wood.com. That's knife-wood.com on the internet. Go out and take a look at Oleg's products. I'm guaranteeing you, you'll be happy to put them on your next knife. And now back to the show. All right, guys. Blade show's coming up. Oh, yeah. This isn't very long, but let's go through the list. What are the things you definitely want to do at Blade Show? Well, can I go first? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Oh, Joey says, get yes. there. Yeah, <laughs> get there. I just want to get there one year. Like, I just want to be able to get there. So what is it, Joey? Is that it? You just want to get there? Yeah, I just oh. want to be able to get there one year. Uh, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Eventually, that'll come. That'll come. There's, there's, always, there's always next year. I got you. So I'll start this off. I think that that from going there one year and looking forward to this year is that when you go to Blade Show, talk to makers. You know, uh, if you're not buying, make sure that you're not interfering with their ability to sell their blades because they've paid a lot for those tables. And if you notice there's a serious buyer up there or someone that's seriously interested, just take a little bit of a backseat because they're there for you. But makers love to talk knife making. They love to meet people. It's one of the most, the best social groups I've met out there. 
be sure and talk to your makers. Just don't walk up and look and move on and let them know what you appreciate in their knives. Please don't point out what you don't like in their knives, but point out the things you do like done. Yeah. I would say also, since I've done art shows, um, the last thing you want to do is pick up somebody's art piece and drop it on the concrete. Um, <laughs> trust me. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially when that would you, be very, yeah, especially yeah, don't when you do put, that. put 12 don't, coats. Don't do that. Yeah. And you put 12 coats of lacquer on a big base and then someone grabs it and drops it and rolls out there in the parking lot. Okay. Yeah, rule that's number rule one. number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna uh, say rule number one. Don't do that. You, you guys, you guys, uh, I think his name's David Leash. You guys follow him on Instagram? No, I don't. No, I don't know if I do or not. I he made he, he these. Uh, he's gonna be at blade. He's gonna be at blade show. I don't remember his table number, but he. If you when y'all are there, you got to go check out these D guard buoys he made. Jesus, mm-hmm. like, so you definitely don't want to. Ask him to pick it up and drop it on the concrete, Don. <laughs> no. no, don't do that. Let's use the let's use the, the two hand rule when you're picking things up and uh, make sure you've got him. a good grip. Hey, but the ballast song table, the the people that have the ballast songs, man, those people drop them <laughs> all the time. Uh, they got like forty five kids over there just spinning a spinning a little butterfly. I saw somebody. Like yeah, the, the guys spinners. over at um, Broadbeck or something said that one of those guys walked over and said, hey, will you sharpen mine for me? And they were like, no, no way. <laughs> so they didn't They didn't want to put an edge on those things that are little flying missiles that are running around. Yeah, I, I think the best thing to do is always ask that person, that maker, hey, can I touch this knife or can I pick it up? And, and they'll let you know. I mean, that's, that's the courtesy. Yeah. A lot of the not- makers will be like, uh, if you walk up and you just stare at it for like two seconds, they'll go pick it up, grab yep. it, put it in your hand. They 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 want you to do that. They want you to to hold the knife. Well, for one, <laughs> it's anybody who's trying to sell you anything is going to yeah. try and get you to test drive it. Uh, but um, it is definitely one of those things where you know they're going to ask you to put it in your hand. The the next rule, of course, would be do not wipe that knife on your shirt. Do not use your shirt to clean it off. Uh, and then do not try the fingernail <laughs> test with it. Sure. Do not to, to see, oh, let me see how sharp it is and shave a little thing those off my fingernail or try and yep, shave your arm. Sharp. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't do don't do that stuff with someone else's uh you know, knife. It's just, I, I, I see so many people pick, walk up to the table, look down at, okay, yeah, that's pretty straight. That's pretty, let me see. That's pretty straight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, they, they, they do the little fingernail test and, oh, they know how to sharpen a knife. That's weird. They, they paid a thousand dollars for a table at Blade Show. I assume they know how to sharpen a knife. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just kind of funny, but uh, it's, it's one of those deals where, uh, like Chip said, go there, talk to the makers. Uh, if you make knives and you, you can bring a couple with you, hand them to the makers that you respect. You know that there's specific master smiths that are there or bladesmiths that are there that you think are just absolutely awesome, cool dudes, and you love their work. Hand your knife to them and say, hey. 
tell me some some constructive criticism. Be, if be they ask for constructive criticism. Yeah, I'm saying that the the person who, uh, if you're a person who's yeah. going there as oh, a you. viewer, uh, and you bring oh, and you I'm bring sorry. one okay. of your own knives or a couple of your own knives, yeah, h- hand them to the hmm. person that you respect and say, "Hey, tell me what you think about my knife," uh, and have them give you honest criticism, and they'll tell you, "Oh yeah, you probably shift this thing here, shift this thing here." And the best thing about these makers is if they tell you, yeah, you just shift this thing here and shift this thing here, they're going to go, and this is how you do it. So yep, if you're working exactly. on your <laughs> – and they'll tell you how to fix those things, do which you is think really that, cool. Do you think that I mean, would be appropriate to go over to a booth of someone I know and go, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy as you're bowing down in a, in a, uh, in a Wayne's World hat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'll tell you oh, also yeah. don't do that my weird um, but <laughs> but do do be willing to say hey can I take a picture with you uh I have a lot of people who take pictures with me and it, it is weird yeah. whenever I'm at blade show and they're like hey this is oh my god I know you're gonna be here I'm so happy I got to see you and they take a picture with me uh it was weird the first show but nah yeah. do it man heck yeah let's do it talk yeah, about Joe. it I got it, Chip. You know what you do? You go up to Trollsky. You say, can you sign my knife? Yeah, can you sign my knife? <laughs> hey, that's pretty hardcore. How I'm signing. Here's what I, yeah, yeah or, or, or whatever. But I, I will tell you, I will tell you this <laughs> is that, uh, uh, yeah, definitely a pitcher and certainly letting him know that uh, he was such an influence on my, what I prefer in a design early on and, and I don't know if yeah. that'll mean anything to him or not. I think it probably touches us all a little bit when we hear somebody was influenced by us, but uh, certainly that, that would be the respect that I would want to pay him because I'm going to head over to his table. So you guys may need to go over with me and just kind of hold me there as I'm talking, you know, talking to. Well, I'm going to be there on Friday talking to him anyways, and I'll, I'll prep him for you coming over there. And There's this kind of chip. If he shows up, uh, smile, don't, if hey. he lurches at you, um, just punch him. <laughs> hey, just know that things might get weird, but he's doing it because he's passionate. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I, 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 I do hold him in high regard. I would say, you know, I've talked about who's influenced me. And of course, Eric, you, you guys have been as well. But uh, early on when I started watching people make knives, he had this one this one video. And I still go back and watch it occasionally uh, uh, making a small knife. And it's about a eight or nine minute video. And at the end of it, he's pouring coffee in yep. the woods. And, you know, uh, he made it six or seven years ago. But that particular video is what inspired me to make knives. So certainly showing that. That, that appreciation uh next thing you want to do you want to enjoy the cuisine uh over on the back row they have some fine uh uh german sausages uh they they serve them in a beautiful little bun uh don't must be handmade or something and you can also get these triangles with cheese and uh some type of like pepperonis type meat and a sauce of some sort delicious i don't know where this cuisine comes from they also have these little hard corn tasting triangle bits and they put this uh fromage kind of yellow stuff on them and some little green jalapenos and the this is like the best food i've ever eaten so Whoa. make sure you take advantage yeah. of this. hey i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a place to go if you're if you're at blade show atlanta the place you want to eat okay so the the main entrance where you actually 
you, you walk in and get your will call tickets and all that stuff. There is a restaurant off to the left. It's like a almost like a sports bar type deal, and they have amazing, amazing food. Uh, so myself, Dennis Tyrell, and a couple of people went uh, last Blade show. And it was the last day that we were there, went there for lunch. And I was like, why wasn't I eating this place the whole entire time? <laughs> no. um, it was it, it was and, awesome. And Eric um, ate the original 72 and ounce steak, and they all got their meal for free. Because Eric can do that. He can eat a 72 ounce hey, steak. Hey, I, I can't do that. <laughs> is, but is that from the they, great they, outdoors? They didn't have that there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but we, hey, we have... We have those uh, challenges in Texas, yeah. plenty of them, uh, that that are that big. Yeah. But that 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 little restaurant over there is is excellent, fantastic. Excellent. Um, I uh, I'm gonna look that up. And Eric, are you? Did you get your uh, little name tag holder? No. Uh, no, because my my uh, I I have a, a name tag thing with my particular pass that has the Rivers Experience, yeah. like. Because uh, the pass that I got is a oh uh, yeah 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 I know what you're talking. I don't know if it's a yeah. cat pass or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, because um, that's fine. I just yeah, don't know yeah. if I need to make one for you. Yeah, Joey. Just FYI, I'll be making some uh, ID passes out of leather. So oh yeah. Well, when you do that, I will be happy that's to be purchase cool. one because that's going to take us um, guys. Just go to just go to Blade Show and have a good time. But what I want to add to now. Hey, make make me one of those passes. I will. I, I'm gonna I make everyone one. Of those. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. Ooh, that's cool, really cool. Because that takes us to our next one. This is called the <laughs> segment. Uh, guys, enjoy Blade Show. Go have fun. Don't drive the knife makers crazy. Inter interact with the knife makers. Interact with everybody there that is a vendor because they pay to be there. They've got great products. They're the reason that we have all these great resources. And above all else, just realize everybody's friendly. Yep. Just stay away from the little guy running around with a foxtail. That's right. It's a little strange for me. That's just a little strange. That was interesting. But that takes me into the next part of this. It's called, What Toys Have I Got? Starring Joey the Riot Terrier. <laughs> Joey, tell us about your week. You've gotten some nice toys. <laughs> yep. I got uh-huh. a few shop toys. Uh, some new equipment, uh, cold ironworks, uh, 12 ton mini press and a, uh, new sewing leather sewing machine. Now I was oh, looking at now the leather that you posted out there today for us. Is that some leather that you sew, you had sewn on it? I did. Ooh. I did. I yeah. did that today. Yeah. So what there's you, a what bit of a, learning there's curve? a bit of a learning curve, uh, with a machine, um, uh, yeah. getting it. The tension set right on it, uh, you know, depending on the weight of the leather you're sewing and stitches per inch and setting the machine up. And uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm, I'm starting to figure it out and actually learning where the stitch is actually made in the process of the, the rotation of the needle from when it starts to move down through when it goes through and it comes back up and catches the bobbin thread and pulls it up and actually makes the lock stitch. Um, Cause if you, if you're, if you're not paying attention, you know, obviously hand stitching is way stronger than a machine stitch, but obviously you can get a lot more done with oh, yeah. a machine. Yeah. 
So, no. yeah, but it's the it, it thing is, it's just the way you've evolved with your leather work and everything. How far are we from seeing uh, Joey from becoming a full-time knife maker? Still ways off or are you getting there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's uh, I'm, I'm building my skill set for when I retire. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. It's very that way, by the time I by the time I retire, hopefully I'll be a master bladesmith. Well, let me hopefully. see. Let me see here. You're 36 and you weigh 172 pounds. Oh man, Chip! Thanks, man. Yeah, you're spot on, dude. You're spot on. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, nah. pan, no panda for you. Are you 40 nah. yet? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, yeah. realize that. Oh yeah, I'm a little ways past 40. How old are um, you? How old are you? 42. Oh, you're still a baby. You're still a baby. Ooh, I'll be 40 yeah. next month. Huh. <laughs> 42 and I weigh 194 pounds. Well, oh. pick out a pick out a stuffed animal, I... baby. You win tonight too. We've got <laughs> oh. two winners tonight. Yeah. My goodness. I wish I wish I weighed 194 yeah. well, pounds. Speaking of weight, guys, there's no Santa Claus for Otis here this year. <laughs> I've lost my beard and I've lost 20 pounds of oh, uh, congratulations. The, the Buddha belly, yeah. So nice. uh, while I'm while I'm still yeah, got awesome. I still got 35 pounds to lose, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Getting rid of those old COVID donuts that I ate for two years and just enjoying enjoying. It really <laughs> had nothing. It had nothing to do with COVID. It's just during COVID, I just threw it all away. I could die any day. I'm just gonna eat. I'm just joking about you know I shouldn't joke about dying, but joking. It was just an excuse to eat. There was a lot of free food to eat over the last couple of years. Well, food's amazing, and food is it fun. Is. It's it, it really is, and so are sodas and and treats. You know, I have found like is that. the 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 best uh, replacement for potato chips is cucumbers. Yep. You're like what? It's just a crunch. It's just a crunch. Yeah. You can That's why I eat banana chips. Yeah, you can banana eat a little bit here. Yeah, I, I have, I have, I don't eat nearly the number of chips and crackers I used to eat. So, so you've got a new press. Yep. And you've got a 12-ton yep. press? 12-ton, yep. 12-ton tabletop press. Yeah. Coal iron works. Yeah, you suck, too. Uh, you suck. You suck I was putting in work. I was going um, to get the 16-ton, but I opted for... Um, and those pictures are deceiving. Um, you, you would think it would take up more room, but this thing is, like, smaller than I thought it was. Yeah. And... Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but very strong, like, I mean, I took a, I don't know, 24 layer of three sixteenths and one sixteenth, uh, 1084 and uh 15 and 20. And there was like 24 layers I started with and it was tall. I don't know. It was five inches tall, maybe. And, uh, I mean, squished it like it wasn't even there. Wow. And I was like, instantly fell in love. I was like... <laughs> Oh yes! I was like, yes, <laughs> here we go. He just, he just, yeah. yeah. You just saved yourself a lot of money because you're not he's paying. Got for a new, he's got a new YouTube channel. He's crushing stuff like the other people do with their hydraulic yep. presses. And really, I really, I, I wanted it because you know Eric was talking about making integrals, and uh, there's a really yeah. big reason why I bought it because I want to make integral chef knives. That's what I want it for. You're gonna be good yes. at that. You're gonna be great at that. Yes, Mark. Um, it's next Mark, level. You got man. anything new these 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 uh, last couple of weeks? You got belt. I really what I've been doing. I've been working on uh, you know. So I haven't really put a maker's mark on, on any of my knives so far, 
And, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I had a maker's mark that, that I've sketched up and, and that I've been using, but, you know, haven't put it on any knives. So finally, uh, you know, I, I bought this battery charger, uh, I don't know, probably six months ago or eight months ago. And, uh, and then finally I'm like, I got to get to this and realize that it had the, uh, you know, it's, it's the smart charger, right? It has auto protection on it. And so, um, so then I was figuring out, so I, I shorted through the uh, protection circuit in the, in the charger and, uh, and finally got that to work. And so, uh, and now just trying to get through, you know, I, I, I'm going to try next time not to make it so deep as you told me, Chip, and, uh, maybe it'll come about a little bit cleaner, but, uh. Yeah, I found out I had a hard time getting it started. You know, I guess until you, until it, you know, I guess starts getting a little black on your cotton. Uh, and then once it, you know, once it starts burning, then it works really Let well. Let me tell but, you a trick. But uh, I thought you had something on your site. I have to go <laughs> so, look it up again. What, what, what was the trick that you trick. showed? I have one piece of steel. It is my sacrificial piece of steel. And it's for starting my etch every single time I use my, uh, to, to do my maker's mark. And it's just this little piece of steel that uh, I've never cleaned it. I've always just hooked my uh, my connectors to it and got my little solution, boop, went straight on it. And that piece that has layers of <laughs> vinegar salt coating on it, <laughs> it starts etching in a second. It starts etching, and then all I got to do is disconnect from that connect to my knife and go straight on and I'm etching like it. It gives you that initiation awesome. on your actual piece of cotton. And from that point forward, mm -hmm. you, you can instantly go from knife to knife to knife to knife and you're etching. Well, let me ask you this. Cause you mentioned saltwater Mark. So you've got a Bass Pro Shops down there and, um, and uh, uh, there is not one over here. We, we have a, there's like a field and stream, which I think used to be, uh, yeah. Oh, great. Great field and stream. They sell boats. So if you were to get one of them boats and you were to <laughs> take it over to Don's place and pick him up and sell it around right. the Cape of Florida, where would you uh, end up yeah, I at think on if the you East kept Coast? going all the way up, you might end up in Canada. <laughs> and what would Canadians? you do? <laughs> well, you'd find a Nuts. lot of things. But yeah, you would find Canadians, <laughs> but I think you would also, you'd also find uh, Maritime Nice Supply. I love there. it. Oh, Maritime Knife Supply. And do, do you recommend them as a vendor? Absolutely. Yeah, tons and tons of stuff there. And, uh, you know, just, just a great selection. And uh, um, hey, 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 from hey, Canada, hey. Eh? Hey. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so when you got done picking up your stuff, would you just sail it back around with you? Or would you take advantage of their fast, free American rates and shipping all the way back to Mobile, Alabama? No, no, I, I would definitely have it shipped. Why, why put the extra weight in Don's boat? <laughs> so you've sold this boat. When you got over to Don's, you That's were right. just delivering it to him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So guys, if you want to go out and find some great products, if you're in Canada or you're on the American side, guys, they've got great shipping all the way around. Uh, you can uh, go to maritimeknifesupply.ca. Ka. That's for Canada, maritime.ca. Go out and check them out and uh, see what they have to offer. Great company. Mark, what else you got working on, man? Uh, you got belts. You know, so I, yeah, I got belts. You know, I, I bought a whole bunch of uh, one-inch belts, you know, to uh, try to get, you know, 
try to get into some of those tight curves, some one inch uh, J flex yeah. uh, scallop scallop belts uh, for for handles, and uh, you know got that done, and uh, and really got to get just got to get to work. I, I've been super busy uh, last couple of weeks. I was up in Montgomery actually this past week. Oh wow! Uh, it, doing a, a heavy equipment competition with with my guys up there. But uh, yeah, just haven't had this much time, so I got to I got to work on the I got to work on the Joey knife. So help me connect the dots here. So you were in Montgomery. I drove through Montgomery this week. You've sailed around the Cape of Florida all the way up to Maritime. You've shipped your stuff back. Took Don back. He got on his boat. You took an Amtrak back over to Mobile because you delivered <laughs> the Don the boat to Don. You bought one inch belts so that you could use those, and you used what discount code for that? <laughs> I, I, at phoenix oh yeah. yes 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 yeah oh yeah uh, templars 10 templars you know, that's, 10. That's, it, it's a great great discount code and and you've got a you know those 72 inch belts uh, they are they're um, and you use them on what grinder uh my ameribraid uh grinder and, and if you were going to buy a second ameribraid grinder right now through june 30th what would you put in there would it be templars 100 absolutely i would because you could save one hundred dollars on the purchase of one of their three grinder packages and they will be at blade show so we guys when you go up there make sure you talk to kevin or eric and uh, find out what they have to offer and additionally take advantage of that shipping they don't charge you for shipping and you're going to save a hundred dollars on that package joey terrios he's excited what you got to say send it all everyone should go everyone going to blade show should stop by the amaya breed booth and check out their new well eric doesn't even call it a disc grinder he he said he didn't know what to call it yet yeah i've <laughs> <But> seen that <laughs> you seen it oh, on instagram oh yeah that's pretty cool holy cow this this tool is oh, amazing I'm looking it up. just like always so innovative eric and kevin you know hit it out the ballpark but everyone who's going to blade show should go definitely check out the mare braid booth Yep. Lots of great products out there, guys. Lots of great grinders, but I've never seen a more innovative group of uh, people than oh, yeah. those two guys leading that company at something else. Yeah, Don, I um Don, you said you got something I new here recently. recently ordered a, a book um from KH Daily and I's on how to um to do the um filing on the spines. I put that up on my Instagram, but yeah. I ordered oh, yeah. I, I just yeah, I think it was yesterday I ordered from Jason Fry his book, and I wanted to support him. So I've been waiting for that to come in. So yes. he's supposed to autograph it, so that's good. And uh, Yeah, I've been, I was hmm. supposed to uh, get in touch oh, with Jason and see about getting a book with him, too. Yeah. Um, um, so if you order it through, if you order it from Jason through his website, he'll sign it. But if you go through Amazon, he can't. So I went through his website to go ahead and get that signed copy. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. So if you go through khdaily.com, khdailyknives.com, you can pick up a copy of his yep. book. And while you're at it, take a look. Not only at his knives, take a look at his, uh, his uh, straightening hammer he's got. And if you go to Fry Custom Knives, you're telling me that you what, can three, pick up a copy his, of... Knife Hacks? Knife Hacks, that's his, correct. Uh, yes. Knife uh, Hacks. And, it, and signed by Jason. What a deal. Well, I'll tell you what, that just leads me into let's take a second here and let's talk a little bit. Let, I know Jason's got something to tell us. I can sense it. I can sense it. Here it comes. Ready? Here we go. 
Hey, this is Jason Fry. Today I want to talk a little bit about handle material. Um, every knife needs a handle, and the handle ought to have something good on it. So where do you get the cool stuff? Well, what I want to talk about first is high-end handle material. So when it comes to things like mammoth ivory, or sandbar stag, or honestly even vintage uh, rare synthetics that are kind of hot right now, when it comes to stuff like that, I think the time to buy it is when you have the money. Now, on the surface, that sounds kind of smart, Alec, and it probably is. But what I really mean is, don't wait until you need the material to buy it. If you try to go shopping for a piece of stag when you need a piece of stag, well, good luck. Uh, it'll be hard to find what you want, and you probably overpay. thing to do is, when you sell a bunch of knives at a show or something, you go around and you pick that stuff out in person, and you pay money for it right then. Uh, by the time you get a year in, two years in, three years into your knife making career, you should have a stash. You should have a drawer full of good stuff. And uh, you pick from it rarely and you fill it up rarely, depending on when you are able to uh, make money to buy that kind of stuff. Main reason for this approach is actually not economics. Uh, it's more about picking good material in person. So piece of stag has so many different dimensions in terms of taper or curve or the size at the small end or the size at the large end or the texture or the color that it is darn near impossible to pick that out online. Uh, it is hard to see all those angles and all those elements uh, anywhere but in person. I would say Pearl is very similar. It's kind of hard to pick online. Uh, mammoth Ivory is not too bad. There's some good uh, Mammoth Ivory sellers. But again, I like to look at it in person when I can see the thickness, when I can see the curvature, when I can see the texture. Picking those out in person is more about achieving quality than it is about an economic uh, strategy. The key to having good material when you need it is to buy it when you find it. So there's my tip for today. For more tips like this, check out my book, Knife Making Hacks. It's available on my website, frycustomknives.com. All right, guys, I think I went around the table. Eric mentioned his hammer. Mark's uh, delivered a boat to uh, Don and went to Maritime and bought some Phoenix stuff from Phoenix and supports Templars 100. Uh, Joey's buying stuff from Pops, and he's got new... Uh, uh, presses, hydraulic presses and sewing machines. And I, I don't have anything other, other than, other than I'm filming a major motion picture right now. I'm sure I'll be at the con can cons cans film festival next year. And I think the thing this year is to go in something transparent with your underwear showing. So, uh, I've, I, uh, I don't know how <laughs> that's going to look with me doing that, but I'll probably, if I do go next year, I get excited and, uh, and get that invite. I will be wearing a clear plastic set of, uh, Liberty overalls with some neon green drawers underneath it or something, just so I make my, yeah, it looks like we got like a, a little mini Guys, me, Eric. I think we've, <laughs> yeah, I see many me. Hide that's back. right. Yeah. What's, what's going on, Eric? What's going on with Mini Me back there? Oh, did he? Do you have your Eric, mic mute? He's speaking, but he's not. Yeah, there noise. we go. So whenever, whenever <laughs> I, <laughs> whenever y'all were talking, I got up and walked off. I thought my computer had a ghost because uh, it, I'm on my laptop, of course, 
and I'm sitting here and my mouse just starts going everywhere and it's like downsizing windows and popping up different stuff. And I'm like trying to combat it with my little mouse pad. I'm like, what the heck's happening? Is my computer so- somebody hacking me? What's going on? Come to find out oh, yeah. he has my wireless mouse in the other room and he's just he, he doesn't know he's playing with it so he's just moving it around clicking it and he's downsizing stuff and moving things over and like popping up other windows and i was just like am i getting hacked right now is, is this happening i don't know how to do this and i'm sitting here trying to combat it with the mouse pad i'm like moving the mouse over to like no 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 you don't no you don't and yeah, I go in there and it's, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the coolest kid in the world. That's the coolest kid in the world. And with that, guys, we're going to end yeah. it on a funny note. And uh, we thank you guys. When we get back, we're going to tell you all about Blade Show and uh, the things that we did there and the adventures that we got. But most of all, this show would not be anything without listeners like you with that being said i want to say that this episode uh any questions comments product reviews um show or guest ideas uh you know email us at knives templars at yahoo.com be sure and subscribe to the podcast you can dm us on facebook at knives templar podcast group visit us again at knives to stay up to date our episode is is sponsored by the rivers experience last blade standing knife-wood.com Oleg put dropped another uh, set of uh, wood blocks today I saw Ameribraid in the Templars 100 for savings on a machine package Majestic Forge get one of the best forges out there Byford's Guns out of Hartsell, Alabama Pops Knife Supplies Maritime Knife Supply and Phoenix Abrasives with that Templars 10 for 10% off your order and finally I want to add that you want to go out there and look out look up uh hats by grizz made with joy uh that happens to be my hat maker and they've made me quite happy and they're partnering up with the show so go out and check out hats by grizz made with joy on etsy on the internet or you can find them on facebook as well with all that being said we've got resources at the tre workshop on facebook the knives templars podcast on facebook and as always, any questions, comments, show requests, want to be on the show, uh, want to tell us just uh, how wonderful we are or how we can improve, always email us at the knives templars at yahoo.com. And with that, guys, I think this is the part where we say goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. Have a great week. See y'all. Yep. And Don. Hey, have have a great Don night. With his traditional. See you at Blade Show. Oh, yeah. Good night. Good night. We'll see you on the next episode. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Well, guys, that was uh, that was uh, two hours and nineteen minutes. We just can't we just can't get away from those those two and a half hour Not shows. Bad. We've given everybody their money's worth. But you know what? I enjoy sitting here chatting for a couple couple hours and a half so it's a lot of fun Britt was a great guest the new timeline yeah the, yeah yes, he was. yeah yep. yeah the yeah. new time, yeah, great uh, individual. time zones worked out getting eric back in here with uh his uh, uh work requirements and uh you know yeah mark sobered mm-hmm. up uh started wearing clothes <laughs> to the show no i'm jo- i'm joking i'm joking yeah <laughs> do not well, a shirt a shirt at least my shirt <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
that's cool. That's Pooh bearing cool. it. Hey Joey, let's uh, let's let's take an opportunity to figure out. <laughs> let's take an opportunity to figure out uh, what's going on in September down in Louisiana. See if we can't all have a, a a team party down there for a few days to just enjoy each other's company for a, for a day anyway. For a day, you're going to be selling knives, right? Yeah. Well, you can get all of yeah. us to dress up in nice little uh, auto show type dresses, and we can set and bring people into your booth through our. Uh, Fine figures and uh, and little sequin dresses like the auto show girls. <laughs> sure, man. Have you ever been to a Detroit auto show? Anybody? No. Uh, it's a, it's, a, uh-uh. it's an interesting environment. When I lived up in Detroit, um, nope. there were ladies that uh, the beautiful, beautiful women, but they uh, they always dressed like beauty queens and they always sucked you into the booths to sit and talk to the people about the cars and stuff that were there, but. Uh, I would wear sequined overalls. I'm not quite sure if I'd put on a dress, but I would wear sequined overalls. And I think I'd pay to see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sequin overalls. Well, I'd... <laughs> You'd be I the guy everybody was oh, talking yeah. about at Blade Show if you showed yeah, up like you, that. Hey, and said, no more would, Fox. Like, no more Fox. Tell. Yeah, I'd like to see Trotsky's face when That's you right. walked up to him and was like, can you sign my <laughs> What does the Fox say? When a brat prepped him? Hey, when I prepped him, I said things might get weird. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> he's a with rhinestone a, with farmer a, with, a, with, a, with a bedazzled top hat. So, what's that youngin saying? Don't get off. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna go get a quick he, thing. He, Don't he, get he, off of there. A, a future, a future podcast. Right. So he's gonna, he's gonna show it. Literally gotcha. no clue what it's going to be either. Sweet, sweet tea. I'm going to say you're a sweet tea drinker. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I used to be, but I kind of got off of a lot of the sugar. I mean, I've. <laughs> you're not getting your job back I at know, the carnival. Don, you, you get one. You're, 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 you're off of tonight, Chip. Fish in the little fish bowls now. <laughs> I can't. Thank one you. Out. Pick Thank one you. out. Pick one out. He said I can. So. And and Mark, you didn't want to drive over to uh, to Miramar this week to visit me. I was only probably about three and a half hours away. Darn. Yeah, that's because I was I, I had that yeah, trip we'll up to. Uh, hey, if you guys are interested, in Montgomery. Mark, certainly Mark, if you're interested in coming up one of the shows, don't don't be hesitant. I'm really not as weird as I am on on the podcast. Uh, um, well, yeah, I'd like I'd like to make it out to Josh Howard's show. Yeah, one of those uh, demos. Yeah, just feel free to come up. You're you're more than welcome to uh, have some space in the house here. We got more than enough, and trust me, we're your average American family. I know. Yeah, I want to I want to come to I, them too. I know one thing. Uh, it'll probably be in the fall because making Damascus in the summertime hot. in Louisiana hot is hot, dude. <laughs> Like, it's hot. Hey, but I'm going to be real with you. Okay. Uh, come do it with At 110. For eight, for, for eight hours. At 100. Yeah. 110. Yeah. You'll, you'll, yeah. you'll love it. You'll be like, sure, I'll make Damascus. Do you have a bar? I don't care. Do you, do you, have, a, <laughs> do you have a barn fan or anything out there? I promise I won't move here. Oh yeah, I got fans. Now the only thing that sucks is I haven't I haven't started uh, my 
Oh my lord! Haven't haven't started my my doors yet. Like I'm about to have the the doors will be up in the next couple of weeks, uh, and then I can open up that big old uh, I can open up that big old doorway. I've had it closed off the whole time, so the only doorway is one little doorway with my forge in there. So once I can open those up. And I could pull the anvils outside. How much, how much time? Are you, how much time are you Man, spending in your your other existing building, the old shop where you used to do all your recording at? Just one. Oh, almost not at all because I'm in the process yeah. of pulling everything out of there. Uh, I'm, I'm gutting it back to the studs, insulating it, and then what are you, you going to use that for in the future? So, um, that's going to be one of the rooms that I do uh, gotcha. some of this stuff in. Because uh, I am going to be filming in there, but it's yeah. going to be a complete clean room. And I'm adding on the extra, like whenever I do the, the second add-on, it's going to be um, the same exact size as my shop right. that I just added on. It's going to be that size on okay. the other side of my 12 by 12. And I'll have podcast stuff, filming stuff. While my editing software, that'll be over your, that that'll be be over your storm shelter, right? Uh, I'll talk to for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that'll be over that. And uh, but I'm gonna have uh, stuff set up for it because I'm gonna be doing live streams um, and a bunch of different stuff other than just the where I'm making knives. I'm gonna do live streams and Got I'm gonna you. do stuff for so Patreon. Eric Young Master Rivers beside you. His name yeah. is. Dad, dad. Uh, this is Tobias. Dad, can I talk to them? That's right, Tobias. Tobias. So we're going to go ahead and wind this show dad, down. We're at two twenty-six. Go ahead and give Tobias the headphones Hello. so we can talk to him. Yeah. Tobias, uh, we're going to let you close out the show with us today, son. Uh, got a couple things we want to ask you. I want to get your yeah. impression. So just yeah, you know, say whatever you have to say. Are you ready? Uh, Are you I ready, Tobias? Have, this is like. A car I have, it's a, it's a mini car. I lost a controller to it. It's a very, I got this very nice car. Tell daddy to buy <laughs> you right. a controller. I need I to give you a test real quick. I need it. <laughs> Christmas. I got this from Christmas. Okay. Well, then you didn't take care of the controller. Now, let me ask you this, son. I, I, this is the test. This is the test. Are you, are you have to, you have to, you have to keep from laughing. Okay. All right, ready? One, two, three, fart. <laughs> He's doing pretty good. He's did, he did pretty good. <laughs> he, he lost it at the end. There. He lost it at the end. All right, so we can test Dad now. Let's see. Let's see how Dad does. We're going to give you the same test that we gave Tobias. We're going to see uh, just how you yeah. do at the end of this. Uh, okay, you need to go as long as you can without laughing. So here we go. One, two, three. Fart. <laughs> like father, like son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, good, good night. night from the Knives Temple. Good night. We're done. Good night, everybody. Good night. Brought to you by Podcast Productions. Oinky, oinky, oinky.